The following content will not let you in with those shoes on. Start the show. I'm just saying. They don't need my business. (laughs) I keep trying to tell y'all, if I can't get in with with forces, I'm not coming. Flip-flops and socks. (laughs) I'm I'm just, I'm not going to be there. Y'all just going to have to deal with it. Um, Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I'm glad that I'm not watching the Olympics this year. Uh, apparently ain't shit happening I mean if we get If we get Olympics at all Tokyo ain't letting niggas in. Look look This Delta variant niggas, niggas out here bugging They just Bruh I just saw some shit Monkey pox Y'all ain't scaring me Fam Y'all ain't scaring me West Nile is back. And monkeypox, my nigga? Nope. Not buying it. It, it, I mean, whether we're buying it or not is one thing. (laughs) Japan has bought it. It has has too many, like, potentially racist undertones to it. (laughs) Nope. Right? And you know what? And they... I should have noticed that because they did say that somebody had just flown in from Nigeria. Yes, I'm, I'm saying it's all set now. And now that you said that, it's all sounding very African booty scratcher. Yep, yep. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know they, they, they. When I say they, y'all know who tried to call COVID the China virus. They did. Somebody's gonna call this a nigga virus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I mean, if if it's a real outbreak, I don't. Supposedly, it's not as contagious, uh, so we don't know. Why is it called monkeypox? Good question. Let me let me find out. <laughs> Did someone eat a raw monkey or some shit? Because if this is yet another virus, another pandemic started because somebody ate an animal that they shouldn't be eating. Didn't they say? Didn't they say that AIDS started because someone fucked a monkey? Sure. Didn't someone say that? Someone said that. That's weird. It's called monkeypox because it was first identified in laboratory monkeys. Oh, they were. Oh, they were doing some shit they weren't supposed to be doing to some monkeys. That's what it was. Well, some lab monkeys. I mean. It's a rare disease. It sounds like some Planet of the Apes shit. First discovered in 1958. There was one case in 2021. Come on, y'all. Y'all got to stop. I'm just, you know. We just spent damn near two years fucking with this bullshit. Don't, don't, don't put monkeypox on me. Yeah. And, and now West Nile is back. I, I put some off on. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I was gonna say, yeah. My my mother worked for the Harris County Health Department for for thirty something years, man. Y'all don't don't worry about West now. Y'all be all right. Okay, fair enough. Y'all be good. I got a bug zapper, so I'm pretty good. No. Yeah, 
I don't want to, it, was, it was one of them lure bug zappers that like kills everything for 20 yards That's or whatever. Cool. Shit. Because um, I spend too much time out in the garage uh, drinking beer, watching the rain. Yeah. I mean, well, I'll say this, and I guess this ties into how our week has been. Um, not as much this week because uh, my first week at the new job. What? First week at the new job. How are you feeling? Let me tell you something. Um, I, I spent 10 years, more than 10 years, really, um, working retail, wondering how the other half lived, wondering how the, I quote, the, quote, normal people did Monday through Fridays, nine to five, and had their whole weekend to themselves. And I was jealous. That's what's up. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be part of that world. Yeah. Up where they walk, up where they talk, or whatever. Um, up where they run, stay all day in the sun, whatever. Um, I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you people do it. I, I, nine to five, Monday through Friday, ain't it? Really? I am. I am on fumes. What Even, is? What is it? So, uh, basically, I was supposed. I'm supposed to be a part timer, and uh, like, but I haven't. Basically, the the interim manager hasn't received any specific instructions on my hours or my scheduling from his boss, mm-hmm. who is not in town. Mm. And so, so you out here getting that paper then? And he broke it to me. And he he broke it to me real. He was like, "Man, look." I haven't gotten any instructions on your hours, to be honest with you. And um, if it was me, I would go ahead and just take advantage of that and just rack up them commas right now. Yep. Since you're supposed to be training. and Fuck le- some commas. Since you're supposed to be training and learning anyway. So on one hand, it is tired. It's exhausting because every day this week, I have been knocked well out by 9, 30, 10 o'clock. On the other hand, it's just the first week, man. Them, for, them first couple of checks are going to look stupid good. So I'm happy about it. Yeah, first week back after being in the crib for a year. For a year. Yeah, that's why your ass is worn out. I feel you. I haven't had a bedtime. Just randomly be up working <laughs> on podcast shit till 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. Nah, fam. Now bro, feel it, bro. Getting the, I, I getting up at six thirty was a challenge. It used to be when I worked at the old spot. I was leaving the house at six thirty. Now six thirty is a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It That's wild. Yeah. And 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 the commute is not hard. The commute is not hard at all. Yeah, uh, twenty minutes at best. Even with traffic, it's not bad. Um, but yeah, that that being gone all day, it's wild. And you know, once they get me back into, once they get me into the the part time uh, vibes, once I've once I'm done training, and that's why that's why I say once I'm done training, I'll be able to manage myself a little differently. And you know, I can. You know, you're never going back to part time, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna hit you with the spoiler right now. Get drunk off of them checks. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna keep hitting you with those hours. So, welcome to America. 
this is America. Um, We'll see. We'll see. And and I get paid, and I get paid like substantially, not substantially, but definitely more than I got paid the old job. So doing part time would not hurt me. Um, It would definitely make up the difference. Um, How was your week, D. Randall? Honestly, I don't know. It it flew by. I'm glad it flew by for somebody. It flew by. I mean, I just, um, you know, the only thing that kind of stuck out to me this whole week were the, uh, and I guess it was this week, the um, the soccer players in London. Um, you know, I don't, I don't watch soccer at all. I think I watch a little. I think it's boring. Y'all, can, I haven't watched recently. Y'all can at me later if y'all want to. Um, yeah, you can you can point that fan. You can put that fan right up on you if you want to. Actually, yeah. Um, the apparently there the the score was tied. Okay, there were penalty kicks. Who was this playing? London and whoever London was playing. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, I want to say maybe Italy. I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, um, but you know, penalty kicks in soccer. They line up five people and five people. Yes. And whoever gets the most goals scored in the penalty kicks wins, whatever. Correct. Well, as fate would have it, um, out of the five that were up there for London, three of them missed. No shit. And it happened to be the three black people on the team. Oh, no. That missed. And, you know, um, London, England being the bastion of, you know, racial harmony. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it got so bad that Boris Johnson was telling people to chill the fuck out. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! Boris Johnson was telling people y'all are too racist. The OG crackpot. Uh, one of the, Prince Charles was also like, "Hey, oh, Jesus Christ! Come on, y'all! Come on! These guys used to be our slaves. Show them a little bit more respect than that." Prince Charles, man, old. He does. He they he. There ought to be an age limit. On 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 being a prince, yeah, you just Charles nigga. Like, like you, you can't be a king. <laughs> See, if you're not gonna be a, if you go, if you're not gonna be a king, we just get to keep calling you Charles, motherfucker. Like, yeah. just Prince Charles, get the fuck out of here. Mind you, I don't know how aristocracies work, but it it doesn't. That matter. shit is corny to me. But yeah, that was that was just kind of whack, man. Um, you know, shout out to the, the the three young men who had to deal with that bullshit. Um, for all, and you know, for all of you, for all of us in America who think America has some uh, pretty gnarly racism, European racism is on some other, 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 other type shit. I mean, clearly, like they basically invented it. Yeah, they started this gangster shit. They basically invented. It. They the OGs. You know, to quote Eight Ball and MJG. We started. They started this shit, and they're gonna finish this shit. Well, somebody gonna finish. It. Somebody, one way or another, <laughs> might be us. Uh, it very well, very likely. It is. Um, it is episode one forty seven. One forty seven. God damn. Yeah, man. Oh man. Um, we getting on up there, bro. Getting on up there. Yeah, oh, I'm looking. Man. I'm looking forward to next week. What is happening next week? I'm going on vacation. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. So after after next week's recording, y'all niggas ain't gonna hear from me for two weeks. 
Okay, so we are recording. So we're recording next week, and then you're gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we record next week, and then I'm Bet. gone. Bet. And then I'm gone. That's what I'm talking about. Fucking up somebody's beach. Now we will. Ne- God damn it! Hit him with the air horn. Making it hard for y'all niggas to travel. You know what I'm saying? See now, yeah. see now, now we can really have the time off that we planned to have Woo. last time. Yeah, but. The culture was in retrograde, and you niggas just started wiling. Oh, but guaranteed, I know for certain, because I'm saying now that we're going to be off that week, shit is just going to get stupid. Oh, guaranteed. It's going to be stupid. 100%. I might have to call in via satellite. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to pull a Stephen A. You know, Stephen A don't show up no more until uh, until the shit just really be on and popping. His hairline don't show up either. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's, let's start early. That, that nigga's hairline been missing in action since. <laughs> Have you seen me? <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's go ahead and start off with, with some flowers. This nigga got uh, a reward out for his edges. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Sorry. Oh man! Now for the positive shit. <laughs> his hair, his, his his hairline got sick. His loud ass raised lowered the property rates. His, his hairline had to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah. Turn that turn that shit down, nigga. Um, it, it so flowers go to Mike Goyo, who is an insecure writer. You mean a writer for insecure? <laughs> Not that he has self esteem. Not that he has issues. He is a writer for the television show Insecure, uh, which we all know is in, is in its last uh, season coming up soon. I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited about that. I yeah, am, I am. That's no matter how people actually feel about the quality of Insecure. Insecure is definitely falling into the cultural consciousness. It's good to see a show. Run by young black talent, get five seasons and have the ability to go out on their own terms. Yeah, you know that's that's something that you don't you don't see a lot of, and they they've been consistent with it. Agree. You know, no shots at Atlanta, but you know they've every every season that they could produce a show, they produce a show. You know, FX must be just lackadaisical in a motherfucker. Like you just, you can just kind of show up and do what you got to do and be out. I mean. Yeah, you know nobody yeah. really expected Lil Dicky to come back. I haven't watched Dave yet. Everybody, everybody keeps telling me this this new season has actual writers now, it, it, not just Lil Dicky. It does. It's also it's also getting extra white now. Like oh, in, in the sense that you know sometimes you have comedy, and then you have comedy that goes there. Yeah. Yeah, white people are like this. Black yeah. people are like that. Well, and and just kind of rehashing the the culture clash and shit. No, he's just being. He doesn't give a fuck about the black gays anymore. Oh. G a z e anymore. He's like, oh. yeah, I'm just gonna be extra weird. Oh, there are some there are some weird, uncomfortable shit in this in this season. Okay, fair enough. I'll probably I'll probably still I still it a like shot. it though. I, it, it's still good. It's just like yeah. okay, they're yeah. going there. Yeah, okay. I'll probably still give it a shot. Um, so Mike Goyo, who writes for Insecure, um, 
Haitian born. Uh, shout out to all my West Indian folks out there. Listen, sock passe, sock passe. Uh, we we have a substantial West Indian following. Oh, we have enough of a substantial West Indian following across the diaspora that we have been we have been kindly asked. I told you this before. We've been kindly asked to chill the fuck out. On the accents, damn, because <laughs> they're so bad. I, I thought they, I thought they were about to, I thought they were about to invite us to Carnival. <laughs> Man, if only, bro. They had one in Houston recently. Don't that one don't count. I, we don't, I, we don't go to that one. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, that one. We, that's the one where niggas get shot. It was in somebody's parking lot. <laughs> that is, that shit is the source awards of the of the Southern diaspora. Damn. Every time I hear about that one, somebody somebody got shot. Either there or leaving there or headed to there. <laughs> Every time. And I remember the first time we got invited. Me and Euphonic got invited. And Euphonic was like, he he knew of that location because he had tried to have a Sigma event there once. And he was like, well, the first reason we're not going is because it's in a barn. <clears throat> it's in a barn hmm. and it just rained a day ago. That's the first reason we're not going, and you're wearing white shoes. The second reason we're not going is because it's in the middle of nowhere in a barn. And that same night where we made other plans, niggas got shot. Of course. Niggas we knew were there and running from the bullets. And that could have been us. And so we have listened to... uh, you know, are the voices in our heads or the heart of the cards or whatever you want to call it ever since. And it's probably why we niggas have not been out on a group event in some time now that outside is open. And we're probably just going to meet up at a friend's house. Yeah. Hey. Shout out to all my West Indian people. What took one? <laughs> Look at that. I'm, I'm already... <laughs> All right, all, breaking the rules. All our all our so, West Indian people that know how to conduct themselves properly at the real carnival functions. Um they hate me right now. It's likely. It's yeah. it's always likely. Um so Mike Goyo has been working on a mentorship program that creates a sustainable pathway for black writers to build their careers in Hollywood. This is according to Deadline. No, nope. This is not Deadline. This is HuffPost. Uh, I'd rather not, but <laughs> why not? We'll take it. We'll take it. It's fine. It's true. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. I haven't seen a lie. Um, Mike Goya, let's see. The Los Angeles-based writer who has, been, who has written for several shows, including Insecure and Jenny and Georgia, told HuffPost that he noticed... That as the number of TV staff writer positions shrink, there's less access for black writers. Quote, it is incredibly hard to get into a writer's room, especially when you are a writer of color. If you're not referred, if you didn't already know the showrunner or some, or some of the writers on the show, if you didn't have an agent or a manager that got you in, if you didn't come through a fellowship that allocated money towards that room or, or that show in order for you to be there as a diversity writer, then it's going to be hard. To help remedy that, Goyo partnered with his creative agency, Culture Creative, and his management agency, Writ Large, uh, to launch a, men- a mentoring program for black TV writers. 
the year-long program, the Black Boy Rights, Black Girl Rights Mentorship Initiative, connects new and upcoming writers to writers and showrunners, including Amy, Amy Aniobi of Insecure, um, of Kay Oyegan of This Is Us, Kemp Powers of Soul, and One Night in Miami. That's a pretty good murderer's row there. Yeah, that's, that's a, some notable shit. It's a nice lineup. Uh, I didn't know This Is Us had black writers, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a white feel-good show, so I didn't assume that they had a lot of black writers Sir, there. Sterling K. Brown is on Oh, that yeah, show. that's right, he is. I forgot. Okay. Sir. I just keep thinking of uh, 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 Rocky Balboa's son. You know who I'm talking about. Milo Mithimilio. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just keep thinking of him and Mandy Moore. Uh, and Mandy Moore is technically black, ain't she? <laughs> what? No, I'm thinking about Julia Stiles. Sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you don't get to be you don't you don't get the black pass because a square head nigga taught you how to dance in the late nineties. <laughs> um, God damn it. Sorry, Channing Tatum. <laughs> Oh shit! And Justin Timberlake. First of all, Channing Tatum decided to be decided he <laughs> he wanted to be black all on his own because he was clearly following the Mark Wahlberg formula. Uh, that nigga, I've called that nigga Mark Wahlberg the new class. Yeah. <laughs> that nigga there, that motherfucker. This oh god, don't get me started. Diet Marky Mark. Diet Marky Mark. <laughs> Oh my God! Step up was the worst, bro. Feel it, feel it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! We started early. Y'all really let Marky Mark cook <laughs> like that? <laughs> they did. Good vibration. Feel it. I feel blame, it. I blame the, the 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 black lady that sang that shit. <laughs> Sensation. No, I blame her. That was a loop. She I, didn't know. I blame. I blame who produced that motherfucker. I blame Calvin Klein. I, oh God! All the pants dropping. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. I'm not blaming that black woman. She enabled him. I'm not blaming that black woman that sang that loop. I feel like she's like Oppenheimer, who created the atom bomb, <laughs> not knowing that she was creating basically all the torment and and turmoil. Of the turn of the century. Mm. Come on, come on. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Do we get to blame Free for 106 in part two? Because she was in that video. Yes. She was a dancer. Go for it. Yeah, she was in that shit too. All y'all contribute oh, to that shit. Oh, man. I'm sorry, we were giving somebody flowers. Fuck Marky Mark. Uh, so the, the mentees <laughs> attend uh, monthly workshops, monthly roundtable discussions, and general meetings at networks uh, and production companies. Uh, Goyo, who was born in Haiti and raised in Boston, uh, said making solid connections in the industry is how he was able to secure a place in his first writer's room. He says Paris groomed him to be a doctor, so he didn't begin pursuing a career in TV until after he left college. Uh, the first few years, however, he went into banking. Oh, I've heard this story before. So basically, so basically, he's making tons of money at working at Insecure. His parents are probably still disappointed in him. I mean... <laughs> I don't mean to stereotype anybody, I mean, but I can say from the West Indian women that I've dated across the diaspora, this is usually the story. 
No matter how successful your kid is, like, so when are you going back to school? Is he a doctor or a lawyer? He is not. And then he is a failure. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Flowers to you. Flowers to you. And flowers to you for creating a sustainable path for uh, writers to break in because it's true. That's why I've never hold I've never held any real interest in mainstream and just decide I decided very early on when I wasn't going to be in journalism school anymore because I couldn't stand the people I was working with that I I was just going to create my own thing. That I was going to create my own thing, maybe it's going to make money, maybe it's not. Um but I was just going to go my own way because I can't see myself kissing that much ass. I can't. I, to the, and to this, and and making my own projects has spoiled me to a point where I can't see myself doing it to this day. Well, which is again more power to him and and what he's doing over there. Uh, yeah, but God pretty, bless him. I'm pretty sure if you ask his parents, so they're going to be like, "Well, that's nice, dear. When are you going to start working for real? <laughs> when are you going back to school?" <laughs> Um. Uh, yeah, it, that's why you know um, a friend of mine, Sadina. Shout out to Sadina. She hit me up uh, in the text message. She was like, you know, I, I know you're doing your own thing, but you know, Marvel is looking for copy editors. Uh, 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 no, I mean, <laughs> well, there's been some bullshit to come out about how, like, it just came out this week about how Marvel and DC are fucking up uh, with the pay. And how it is basically indentured servitude over there. Unless your name is Brian Michael Bendis. I guess. Sounds about right. I mean, that in addition to just the culture there not being kind. uh, Marvel and DC. Not being kind to women. And we've kind of known the stuff about the pay. Because I definitely remember when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And the dude who made Rocket Raccoon. Mm Mm-hmm. Had to go fund me. He had a he had a brain condition. He had a, and he couldn't he couldn't pay his own medical bills. Yeah. So he had to. This is when Guardians of the Galaxy was huge. Yeah. It had just gotten huge, and this man can't and this man can't even watch it. Get out of bed to watch it. And he can't pay his own fucking medical bills. It's a lot going on over there that is bullshit. It's a lot going on in the industry that is bullshit. Which is why it's important that we have these mentorship opportunities and we have these, these, these are like what I call valid networking opportunities yeah. with creatives, um, you know, in order to build them for that kind of world and give them the type of equity to compete and, and demand fair and equal pay for it. And be able to do good business. Yep. Um, I hate, let me tell you something. I hate networking. I hate Hate, hate networking. But I see the value in it. I see the value, and I especially see the value in it on this level if you want to be successful in those areas. I, you know, I don't... If you want to make your own shit, you should make your own shit. Um, I am of the Alan Moore school of uh, fuck these big companies and just do what you do what you got to do out here. Mm-hmm. And the audience, if you market to them correctly, the audience will reward you. Um, but... Everybody, that's not everybody's path. So I want people to be able to do well in those in, in those paths. And if that's what it takes, then so be it on their front. Um, and I'm glad we're making our own club for that. Yeah. As long as it's because I because when the creatives get together, it's always beautiful. 
When the creators network and get together, every time, it's a beautiful thing. It's just when the black... I don't want to get too much into this bag, but it's just when the black business owners get together, it becomes a fucking Jack and Jill event. It becomes a multi-level marketing... Basically. Situation. Exactly. It turns into that mixed with like a fucking Jack and Jill thing, and I, I'm not into that. So, shout out to Mike Goyo. Flowers to you. Um... What else we got on the docket? Humans ain't shit, of course. Uh, this week's humans ain't shit. I want to do a quick follow up um, to one of our listeners brought up. I will say a valid point. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm not going to do her like that. Remy brought up a valid point. She did. Um, we last week we were talking about how people use the word deserve. I deserve this in life. I deserve that. And how ultimately nobody, like, ultimately you deserve what you work for. And even then you should be, you should count, you should be fortunate and count your blessings and stay humble. Um, I think people get a little arrogant with the word deserve and get mm-hmm. a little lazy. Um, and this, I'm going to just quote what she said, actually. Um, I think that's the fairest thing to do. Uh, no, I was about to quote myself, which is not the fairest thing to do. Um, so listening to the show, and I have to call bullshit on something. Oh, damn. You guys are talking about the word deserve and how people don't deserve anything. And about uh, what you bring to the table besides. So you realize you're saying the exact same things as Kevin Samuels. Ooh. His delivery is harsh. Uh, but his message is the same. He's not telling people they shouldn't want what they want. He's saying the thing you want don't want you, and you don't deserve it just because you want it. Um, let me get a little more here. Oh, y'all talk a lot of shit about him and people who agree with him, but it sounds like what he's saying is something you agree with too. I mean, let me know if I'm missing something here. Um, I can see, and, and she's not the only person who to make this observation. Um, and I see the validity here. The problem for me on my end, and I'm going to respond to this officially. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I'm not telling anybody because the difference between me and Kevin Samuels and the rest of uh, the He-Man woman haters. I'm not telling anybody they're going to die alone because they make X amount of money, have X amount of kids, or they don't have an IG model body. Which is what he was. Which is what he consistently grades human beings upon. Which is a bunch of surface level bullshit. Yeah. Anybody who listens to this podcast enough and listens and listens to me rant on and on about character and community will tell you that I only give a fuck about three things. And if you're playing opinions while black bingo, <laughs> go ahead and get your card out. Let's go. Because I was going to tell you about the, all the only three things that matter to him: who you are. What you stand for and how you treat people as a result of it. That's it. And when I, when I started talking about what people say they deserve and all that, I was speaking to character. I was speaking very specifically to character. Um, like when people say, oh, I deserve, I deserve this vacation off. Motherfucker, you did 45 minutes of work in an eight hour, in an eight hour shift. Hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> that's someone, not true for me. Someone feels attacked. <laughs> that's definitely not true for me, though. 
I mean, you feel a little attacked because you got it coming up, though. That's you, what I. Oh shit! No, I'm you checked it. out. I. I <laughs> this this Thursday afternoon, I will check out completely. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's been a long year, y'all. I get it. I get it. A lot of a lot of motherfuckers were not able to safely go and do what they needed to do, even though that didn't stop a lot of you motherfuckers. Yes. Um, but to the to the point I was making, <clears throat> Kevin Samuels, the, and the, this is the problem with Kevin Samuels is that he evaluates people by a lot of surface level bullshit. You don't deserve this because you got two kids. You don't deserve this because you have an attitude. I hate him in that lose the attitude shit. Normal motherfuckers, normal, normal mother, working class motherfuckers in America are supposed to have a fucking attitude. For any number of fucking reasons. Yes. Um, you know, because you don't have the IG model body. Told a, He told a chick she looked like Barry Sanders. Um, she was built like Barry Sanders. The fuck is that to say to somebody? Damn. I mean, we have definitely said worse on this podcast. But it was definitely people that deserved it. I mean, I, I won't say the name because it'll, it'll start to cancel. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> um, you know, uh, people who have kids... You act like it ain't some rich stepdaddies out there who have who have lifted these kids up for poverty. Yep. <laughs> Happens every motherfucking day. Every day. People who make X amount of money. Guess what? <laughs> every woman wants someone outside of their tax bracket. <laughs> right. Every, shit, every nigga does. Right. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Kevin Samuels? I'm saying... That people think the universe is reward, should reward them for the person they are, but the person they are is a douchebag. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And there are people that because there are people that fit well dressed Squidward's desti- description Damn. that don't deserve anything but an ass whooping. Yep. And even then, it's still not my job and life's ambition to tell them that they're worthless. And that's the problem with him and these he-man woman haters. It's not just Oh, some people deserve this, some people deserve that. It's that they've made it their job to to try to be the arbiter of who deserves what. Yep. And you're not. And people break the and people break those barriers every fucking day. Every day. There was a there I'm sure there were niggas who told Jay Z he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna be shit just because he looked like Joe Camel. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure there were the niggas that told a lot of these motherfuckers who made something out of themselves that they weren't gonna be worth a damn. There were motherfuckers who told who told me I wasn't gonna be worth a damn. Now why I wasn't gonna be doing shit like mm. this. Because I didn't have the persona, because I didn't have the looks, whatever it was. I'm doing it. I'm doing it on my own fucking steam too. Goddamn right. Teach, so teach these devils. So yes. There are some times when we can go, when when we can go. Oh, it's not going to happen for you. But even then, we have to have the room to be wrong about that shit too. Yep. People break people break these notions, and people say, "Fuck you! I'm going to do what I'm going to do every day." And that includes marrying somebody that you. Every day you look at somebody on the street and go, "How the fuck did they end up together?" Nobody thought Jermaine Dupree was going to fuck Janet Jackson, no matter how much money he had. 
You bring up old wounds. So. <laughs> that was a tough time for, uh, you know, a lot of my contemporary self-esteem because we just could not understand how Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I mean, it was it was fresh on my mind. You know, and I'm gonna tell you why it was fresh on my mind because I got up in the middle of the night to get some water, and. This is kind of a nightmare for me to talk about. How did I get married to was on was on cable. And looking back on that, I already hate Tyler Perry, but the, at first that was kind of, that first movie was kind of the one I've ever been able to stand and it has not held up since. But how did I get married to I don't know how we let Tyler Perry get away with that. Have you ever watched this movie? Who the fuck you asking? Okay, good point. Good point. So, I'm not going to go through the whole movie. Please don't. I'm not going to go through the whole movie. It's not worth that. Um, even though Jill Scott did do pretty good in it. But, so, Malik, all the, all the couples had different issues. but And some of those carried over into the next movie. But most notably was Janet Jackson and Malik Yoba. And Janet Jackson was the therapist of the group which is the kind of the backdrop of the story. And she was kind of emotionally unavailable to Malik Yoba because they had lost their, they had lost their child Mm. in a, in a car accident. And she would not cope with this at all. And it led to them getting a divorce and it just led to Malik Yoba just emotionally spiraling the dark skin guy, mind you spiraling the fuck out of control as far as, him being this kind of mild-mannered Clark Kent dude to him just getting drunk and wiling out and bordering. He didn't put his hands on her, but bordering into uh, physical assault and abuse. And they just kind of kept going back at each other. Janet Jackson tore up the house like any other Tyler Perry movie. And it ends. This is how it ends. Janet Jackson shows up to his job to wish him a happy birthday and a gay, a big gay man jumps out of the cake and says, you want to act like a bitch? Here's your girlfriend. And it's a gay drag dude dancing on, and in front of all his coworkers. And he loses it and leaves the office. And she's chasing him out of the office to his car, screaming at the top of her fucking lungs. He jumps in the car. She's still chasing him out of the fucking parking lot on foot to where a Mack truck hits his car and kills him. And a year later, she has not, we haven't seen any evidence that she's gotten her shit together or that she's learned to communicate or that she's learned to be in touch with her emotions. She's giving a lecture at a college and they say one of her fans of her book wants to wants to get an autograph and take her to coffee. This is after she basically killed the dark-skinned dude. It's The Rock. He was in a movie? Dwayne Johnson shows up in a, in a corny-ass two-piece suit. Oh, man. And it is implied that they have a relationship after what that. What kind of dirt do they have on him? <laughs> well, this is back in the day. This is when The Rock still had hair. Okay, this is... This was, was this was the beginning of Dwayne. This is when he was still The Rock. He yeah. wasn't Dwayne yet. Okay. Yeah. 
He was just starting. Like he yeah. was still the Scorpion King. Okay. Akuna Mashente. How the fuck did we let Tyler be- retire, bro? How the fuck did we let Tyler Perry get? Because he runs his own shit. Mike Goyo, please do everything you can for these writers. <laughs> Cultivate this talent. Yeah. <laughs> because Oz is already giving me more of that movie that I wanted to know. <laughs> and I already know that whatever you can provide for the, for the future of uh, black writers' rooms can far supersede anything. That Tyler Perry is done. Save us, Mike Goyo, please. Song of the week, bro. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck were what were we doing? What, what? Not we. Not we. Not we. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like that was, but there was a good there was a good portion of us that let him get away with that yeah. shit. <laughs> Y'all did. Shame on us. Um okay, so Song of the Week I'm here with some Victoria Monet. Um Victoria Monet, that, there are not enough people talking about the fact that that whole album, Victoria Monet is the is the get the mood right with your girl music, all the way through. We've played moment on this podcast before, and that shit was that shit was the truth. So um, I'm gonna play "Touch Me" uh, by Victoria Monet. Uh, get go ahead and pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good podcast, and we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Went from hands on the wheel to hands on my thigh, hands on my body in the back of the Porsche. I'm in love with your fingertips. I reminisce places you kiss, girl, it's been too long. And when you rock them short nails, that's low-key sentimental. Now keep them cut, though, so there ain't no incidentals. And I love them tattoos, I still gotta learn them all. Tell me when you're gonna make them the right answer. Show me 
And that was Touch Me by Victoria Monet. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, just setting them, just setting the mood in that motherfucker. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, I, I be giving y'all the game. I say this all the time, and I mean it respectfully. Some of y'all's playlists need help. <laughs> Some of y'all's playlists are unconscionable, bro. And you know, I know not everybody even takes the time to really curate their playlists. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they used to, but some of y'all's playlists are just y'all. Y'all need help. Stop letting these algorithms make these decisions for you. Yeah, man. I mean, sometimes, but some some of the decisions y'all are letting the algorithms make are just unconscionable. Um, let the opinions while black featured music playlist make some of these decisions for you. We have at this point, if you're an Apple or a Spotify listener. We have music to set just about any mood you'd want to set. And let us help you with your slow jams, man. There are more than enough quality slow jams. And, 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 if, you, and if you put them in your Spotify and let the algorithms take that from there, it will give you more music. The more you dig, the more you find. We're in the middle of cookout season. It's cookout season, <laughs> Y'all bro. should be... Look, this is this is good turkey leg turkey leg hut in line music. Fam. And then if you got it and then if you man, if you trying if you trying to make it happen with a chick and you got central air conditioning. Hmm. Cause let me tell you something. People want to go out to these places that got cute patios. Um even in the evening, it'd be a hard 88 degrees. These misting fans ain't gonna cut it. Not at all. Not at all. I hate that shit now. Like, I, and I... You good? No, I'm good. Back spasm. Okay. And I, I hate that it, we've gotten to a point... I want to see more articles that are like top 10 places with central air in the summertime. I'm tired of these top 10 places with cute patios. And y'all know what the vibes are in Texas. Y'all just got chairs on the sidewalk talking about new outdoor seating. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand when they were doing that in New York and they had y'all all out in the street <laughs> smelling like bus exhaust. <laughs> Dude, the fuck? Anyway, get you some good patio get you some good patio music, but for indoors. And we have that. We have any mood you want to set. We're we're 140 plus episodes into this podcast and we have most of the music that we have played over the past three years on this podcast. I guarantee you're going to find something you like. Yep. Um, just put it on shuffle and discover something new, man. Opinions while black featured music. Um, available on Apple and Spotify. Updated every week. There are a couple of there are a couple of joints missing that I have to update this week. Um, There's almost nine hours of music on this playlist. nine hours of fucking music. You can go through a whole ass work day. So while Oz is struggling on his second week of work, (laughs) (laughs) it could be listening to this. I'm telling you. For a full work day. Full work day, bro. Uh, So yeah, go ahead and follow it. Find something new. Find something you like. Tag us when you do. Um, Vanita Johnson always does. And thank us later. Um, on to what's going on in the news. Oh, we got to start off. Okay. We got to. 
man. I hate we have an RIP section at this point. Damn. And it, yeah, I know. Have you ever met a girl that you're trying to date, but a year make love? She wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story about my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. Yeah, the biz, man. The biz. Biz Marquis has passed. You. You got what I need. I'm going to cut it down. <laughs> uh, um, at 57, we kind of, this was kind of, this was coming. We kind of felt this coming. Mm. He was, he was in hospice care. He was not doing, he was not doing too well. He was hanging on. We were hoping for better, but um, he has passed at the age of 57. Bismarcky is literally like, the first rap songs I think of in my head ever, like ever experiencing or hearing rap, is probably "I Need Love," the LL Cool J, mm-hmm. um, probably, uh, probably something off of Sex Packets. Amazingly enough, as a kid, and just a friend. I know, and and yes, I I I I too am ahead, and I know he's, I I know he's more than that one song. So I'm not just yeah. boiling him down that one song, but that song definitely had a huge impact on me musically. It had a huge impact because it was just like we talk about rappers who sang, but it was just it was a nigga singing, like it was just a regular nigga, yeah, going off. And that's the vibe that Biz always gave me. Not singing well, but made a hit. (laughs) A hit nonetheless. And that was the vibe that I always associated with Biz was that, yeah, he was a dope rapper and that he made some good music, but he was just kind of a regular nigga. Like, he was a nigga I would have known in my family. And it, it hurts that more and more this trend of our legends... Going out in their fifties, especially when you when when you, I mean, not that close to it, but when you look at it, that when you you know you're definitely closer to that than you are your twenties. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I just like what the fuck. Like our legends are really going out this early, and meanwhile, I hate to make it a black and white thing, but you look at their legends. Keith Richards is still alive. Keith Richards, well, Keith Richards is a special case where I've decided that Keith Richards, all those drugs have just finally hermetically sealed him like <laughs> formaldehyde and just preserved all of his vital organs. Um, but you got motherfuckers like Elton John and Mick Jagger and motherfuckers just rocking out like they ain't missed a beat. And we our legends, I've spoken on this before, and our legends go in their 50s. They're late 50s if they're lucky. Yeah. And this, we've lost a lot of them this year. The past year, we didn't even talk about how we lost Gift of Gab. Yeah. I think um, I think the other day, Chuck D, well, whenever, whenever Biz passed, Chuck D held up a sign that just announced or just showed everyone who passed away since... Like December, um, 
somebody that didn't know MF Doom, Ecstasy from Houdini, yeah, Prince Marky D, DMX, Black Rob, Black Rob, Shock, Shock G, G, Gift of Gab, and now Biz. And this is just this year. And all young. Yeah. And I always say, I know it was a few years back, but Sean Price too. And it's crazy. And it 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 I it's like how most always says that hip hop is very reflective of what's going on with the people. And in that regard, the lifespan of the black man has been short has been shortened drastically. I think that's telling that in our just from our celebrity culture as a reflection, the lifespan, the average lifespan, not even the average lifespan, but just the known lifespan of a black man, black anybody really, because we lost Suzanne Douglas too, um, yeah. uh, has shortened drastically. You know, I I I want to hear more of the Ozzy D's. That lived a long life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, you don't have any control over that because any of us could go tomorrow or, you know, whatever. But it's just disheartening to be under fire the way we are and then to see our legends go out so so young when rap and hip hop basically change their circumstances to transcend a lot of shit. That regular niggas are going through. Just reminder to take care of yourselves, take care of each other. One hundo. A lot of the shit that y'all think is important is actually bullshit. Is not. Is not. Thank you. Thank you for that. Is not important yep. whatsoever. Um. Just had a nigga tell me I. I just literally had a nigga tell me I was gay, and <laughs> uh, that that I was gay. And I must be on that bullshit because I said that I, it, this is me unmarried with no children, that I don't care. Of, like, if if I have a kid out of wedlock, you know, do I care whose last name they get? I don't. Because that shit don't matter. And you were called gay. It, you know, and you know why? I had an explanation for it. I said, because we don't, black people don't have enough historical context and enough historical legacy as far as last names go in this country mm-hmm. to be worried about names that were assigned to us names that if you look up my last name that's in, a very good point <laughs> if you look up my last name in google that's not a traditional african surname you're gonna see a bunch of white people you're gonna see a bunch of white old white people who own shit half of them in the uk you so do no have, i don't care I about say you do have a very like Colonial British ass well, last I name. Know. Yes. And I that was my historical context for not giving a fuck about this last name shit. And the nigga says, nigga, just come out of the closet. So you can actually have sex with a woman, impregnate a woman, and be in a relationship with a woman, have a child with this woman, and if you if, if you don't mandate that the child has your last name It's gay to have historical context. Then you're gay. Then you're gay. It's also gay, apparently, to wipe your ass, to bathe and wash below the belt. Um, it's gay to pay other men compliments. Bruh. That's I, a lot of gay shit that we apparently get away with every day. Fam. And, and don't realize that we're gay. And this shit don't matter. Like, why does it matter to a straight man what sexual orientation I have? 
And again, to just bounce back to your point, a lot of shit that we think is important is not. It's not. And I was highlighting that. This last name shit is some bullshit. If you have the, if you have out of wedlock, in wedlock, whatever, if you have the right relationship with your child, if you have the right bond with your child, a last name should be secondary. If you are instilling, because you, because you gonna know, you gonna know who your people are no matter what. No matter what the last name is. Meanwhile, there's a lot of niggas out there who don't know what their child's last name is. Still trying to get them tax credits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talking about let me borrow your let me borrow your child during tax season. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. All that shit don't matter. And that and and I, I wish I could impress that upon some of these niggas and some of these he-man woman hating ass niggas. But the programming is the conditioning and the programming is just too strong. And I and it, knowing that our lifespan has been shortened mm-hmm. on average the way it has been, that's a horrible thought. Mm. That's a damn shame. And it goes back to what I'm always saying is that as much as these niggas hate me, when it comes to us building that nation to where we don't have to worry about a lot of this shit, I want them to come. I want them to come with me. I do, I do. Because a lot of shit we argue about is a product of the environment of the environment that we're in and the survival mode that we have to deal with. And I feel like a lot of these things would not matter if we had a if we had a Wakanda or if we had the emotional maturity to handle a Wakanda. And that's what I want for us. I want I want DMX. I want DMX to be that crazy nigga that sits on the that sits on the hill and talks to squirrels and gives out wisdom for and gives out wisdom for a nickel. I want him to be one of them African proverbs we talk about generations from now. That was a man, even though he had a hard life, he also he also lived a life worth living and had a lot of stories in that life. Sean Price, man. Sean Price was my nigga. I ain't never heard rap like Sean Price before in my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, I get, my, get my sons to smack you niggas up. You know, Black Rob. Why the fuck did we leave Black Rob to the wayside? Nobody asked about this nigga. Biz? Biz was on Yo Gabba Gabba. Rapping the kids, bro. I will say at least Biz had some type of care and he had family around him. Apparently. That's true. That's true. And I, I understand. And I, and I get that. You're right. And you're right. So I shouldn't discount. I shouldn't act like these motherfuckers just died alone in the darkness. It's we, just crazy to see. But we all just have, we all in general just have to do better and take care of each other and take care of ourselves, man. Agreed. More important now than ever. Agreed. You're right. Um, uh, a little more uh, upbeat. Um, Don Cheadle was mysteriously <laughs> was mysteriously nominated for like best guest appearance or some shit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
<laughs> Despite him being in that in the first episode for all of less than a minute, like five minutes, maybe if that. <laughs> this is the, this is the equivalent of Silk Sonic getting best new group, and they only got one song. Out. Hey, that that lets you know Marvel got somebody on the inside at the academy. <laughs> is more confused about it than Don Cheadle. <laughs> and he goes like, I don't get it, but thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not going to get one for Black Monday. <laughs> oh, man, they've been trying hard as fuck with that show. Can't do it. Nah, it, it, does, it. It doesn't curl all the way for me. It doesn't. I mean, it's got all the right parts. It's got a lot of good actors in there. It's got a lot of funny people. It does not curl all the way. Even for Regina, uh, what's her name? Regina Hall. Regina Hall can't get me to watch it. I, it. I watched the first episode or two. It just did not do what it was supposed to do for me. And it, the the advertisements were almost deceiving because even though Don Cheadle in, the, in his character is kind of that nigga, the. The trailer and the promotion had me thinking that this nigga was just pimp slapping niggas left and right. <laughs> oh man, he oh he got that he got that wild ass suit kicking the dough in and shit. Nah, uh-uh. uh, it's, uh, it's a, and there is a little bit of that, but it, it not enough for what I thought was coming. Um, so good for him. I I will always celebrate Don Cheadle. I, they should have given it to Carl Lumley. Yeah, if they were going to give it to somebody on that show, they should have given it to Carl Lumley. True, true. Um, but I, I'll take John. I'll take Don Cheadle. I'm not going to deny him anything. He's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, and also, you know, he's making the rounds in that Space Jam movie. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'll get to that later. I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, yes, he is in Space Jam. Um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country won like eighteen Emmys. Well, they got nominated. They got yeah. nominated for eighteen Emmys. Wow, like that's a lot for a canceled show. show. Yeah, I, let me tell you, we talked about it last week. I'm saying it again this week. The price just went all the way up for Misha Green. Yeah, let's hit her with the air horns. Actually, and, you know, Jonathan Majors is officially getting that Marvel money. Now. Jonathan Majors is out there, bro. His his agent is ecstatic. Yeah, yeah. After Loki, okay. Well, so literally, I, literally I the black man is God. <laughs> I complained about spoilers. I'm gonna go ahead and hit you with one uh, this week. Yeah, the black man is literally God. And for those of you keeping up, and those of you who watched Loki, the TVA is officially a black owned business. <laughs> they they have wasted no time. I have already seen. Fake ebony and jet covers. <laughs> Man, Jonathan Majors ate that shit. Yeah. And I have to say, some people said Loki was slow and it was mid. I loved it from the beginning yeah. because this could easily, like as a story as a whole, could easily be an episode of Doctor Who. And I have, I have friends who would tell you that most of these shows are episodes of Doctor Who. And they're well, right because you know, and you know why? Because Doctor Who is one of those characters that you can put anywhere, yeah, and it makes sense, yeah. Just like I always say, there are several of these shows that could easily be episode that could easily be Batman stories. And you also have like fifty seasons of Doctor Who as well. This is true. This is true. <laughs> so, Eventually, there's going to be some overlap. He's covered a lot of ground. 
Um, I like I could and very, she sorry and she correct. And she. I could very easily see this being an episode of Doctor Who and like probably the probably cranky old man Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi Doctor Who. Sure. Um, and like instead of Jonathan Majors, like Lenny James be the master. I could see this. <laughs> I could see this. I'm just a big fan of Lenny James. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, yeah, Lovecraft Country got 18 nominations. That's a lot, man. Even even for even if the show wasn't canceled, yeah, that is ridiculous. And if Apple isn't trying to bring that shit back or do whatever they have to do or suck whatever dick they have to suck at HBO to to get season two picked up over there, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And she just keeps dropping more little hints about what could have been. I don't know what the fuck else has to happen. Maybe HBO is just ironclad and that can't go nowhere. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I w- if if there's any leg room, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if and when everyone shows back up for that. Um, that's a because that was a that was a game maker. That was a playmaker for a mm-hmm. lot of them actors. Um, so I won't be surprised if and when that returns. Yep. Apple better get on it. Uh, Cause I ain't watching. Uh... He's still talking about C. <laughs> what, what is it, Blind Conan? I don't. I ain't watching this shit. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, there was. Oh, there was another one. The Amber Ruffin Show. Uh huh. This is a lesser. This is one of these lesser known late night talk vibe. Yeah. Uh, shows because it comes on like Peacock. Um. And for those of you, the, the only people who would really know about this is people like me who binge the office. Yeah, I mean, and they see all the ads. I know who she is. Um, I I like her okay. Um, I, she's a little square for my taste. Ah, uh, yeah, a little little drier than what you want from that. Yep. Um, I I like the Amber Ruffin show okay. I think it benefits more from having a live studio audience, mm-hmm. and it has not um, because of COVID. I think they're about to start having studio audience next month. Um, I feel like a lot of the jokes would land better. I I think I've laughed more at the awkwardness of them not having <laughs> drum roll and 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 an audience to land those jokes on. Yeah, because that's what the show's kind of written for. It's being nominated for an Emmy. Nice, alongside Black Lady Sketch Show. Yeah, um, which means that uh, Ashley Nicole Black. Mm. Is actually competing against herself because she writes on both of them. Nice. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Um, no matter how much bullshit I think the Academy is these days, I think that's a that's a wonderful. Uh, it's a wonderful dilemma to be in. Yeah, very much so. The bag is coming from all sides yes. now. Um, I and as much as I talk about Black Lady Sketch Show, I have never given her as mu- the the credit that she kind of deserves because she's funny on there too. She is. She's very funny. Um, you know um, that I have to finish. I have to finish that uh, second season, but very impressive. Better than the first. Yeah, At very much better. Yep, I agree. Better yeah. than the first. And shout out to Sky Townsend. <sighs> Sky looking good. Um, very uh, talented. Very, very talented. That's was, the most important part. I was part. talking about the talent. Sir. Okay. Okay. <laughs> See the chip off the old block. <laughs> sir. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, 
Wait, what old block? Robert Townsend. That's her father. What? what? Yes. No bullshit. No, all bullshit aside. Robert Townsend Get is the her father. Fuck out of here, y'all heard? I just learned something on air. Yeah. I did not. I did not. Yeah. I was. I. I mean, I should have been googling her for other reasons, but <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Y'all just heard Oz learn something <laughs> live on air. There we go. Uh, I'm always asking you niggas what you learned uh, throughout the week. <laughs> I learned some shit just now. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Tracy Ellis Ross. I, now this isn't hugely important. I just thought this was funny. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross has been has been inducted into or however it works. She's an honorary member she's honorary aka who's a member of alpha kappa alpha sorority incorporated uh. i have a question <laughs> uh. and if anyone out there listens to this podcast can answer this question for me that is affiliated with any of these little divine nine organizations i'll be eternally grateful how do they decide these people are honorary members of these fr- of these fraternities and sororities because can I give wrong answers only? Y- you can give a wrong answer. You know it's because she's light skinned. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say Tracy Ellis Ross being the AKA is a little on the nose. Like <laughs> that's some shit we supposed to find out on an episode of Grownish. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy to me. Next thing y'all know, y'all gonna tell me Easter Ray is an honorary Delta. <laughs> Because uh, I've always wondered how this gets decided. Because I believe Bill Clinton is an honorary Sigma. Like like Black Sigma? Yes, yes. Like, like Phi Beta Sigma. Wow. Not surprising, but... <laughs> Phil, you know, Phil listens to this show. Phil Will can answer that for me. Like, how the fuck does this get decided? How the fuck does Bill Clinton end up an honorary member of Sigma? Like, what the, what the, who, who does that? Plays the saxophone, gets his dick sucked at work. If that ain't a nigga. Let him in. <laughs> um, so, Randall asked me a question Uh-oh. before uh, the, before the podcast, before we recorded. Let me ask you the question again. Actually, go ahead. Go ahead and ask. Because, you know, this podcast is getting bigger and bigger. You know, we're growing. <laughs> and, you know, when, when the outside opens up, who knows, things just might completely move in a direction and you might you know you might find yourself with a level of success <laughs> here to for unspoken what okay. would you do one day <laughs> and we're speaking of honorary you know memberships if you were presented with an honorary you 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 were, you were made an honorary member of kappa alpha kappa alpha psi incorporated oh um they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare but because if they, did, if they did, if they did, it means they didn't listen to this podcast. I was say first and <laughs> foremost, it means they've never listened to this podcast a day in their life, and I just got picked out of a fucking hat somewhere, <laughs> um, with all the kappa jokes I've ever made. Um, two, uh, it means that anyone I've ever encountered uh, in my collegiate days that was uh, that was a kappa. Had no say in the process, <laughs> um, and it means they will be opening themselves up themselves up for the greatest prank uh, in the history of Divine Nine, mm. because I would show up. Okay, 
first of all, I would demand that Billy Sorrells be there. <laughs> he has to be the one. I'm so honored. He, you know, he's come so far. I could only have somebody of his stature at like BET.com or wherever the fuck he works right now um, to, give me, to give me this prestigious honor. And with him and all his old heads and all these old school niggas who had and all these old school niggas saw Susan and booted on stage that have degrees and are CEOs in important places. I would say they would say, do you, why don't you say a few words to the people, Oz? The worst thing you can do in a public space is say, Oz, why don't you say a few words to the people? Mm-hmm. It's like giving Huey Freeman the microphone on the boondocks <laughs> and expecting him not to say Ronald Reagan is the devil. Um, I get up there and go, now, boys, you can come in. And there are just tons of delivery people walking down the aisles with boxes, with dozen, with twelve, with boxes for twelve dozen each person, line just an army of Shipley's donuts. For those of you that, do, for those of you that don't know TSU lore, there was a long-standing rumor about the Kappas that their pledge process included. Um, LGBT personalities having them eat donuts off of their penises. Uh, This, any Kappa that attended TSU before like 2007 will fight you over this. I mean, they won't do much fighting because they're only like 5'7", 5'8". But this led to a lot of fights that I remember. One of which had to be tear gassed. Uh, I shit you not. Uh, Euphonic, if he were listening to this this podcast, he could uh, back this claim up. But this is one of the biggest offenses you can ever present an old head with is to present them donuts knowing what the vibes are of this legend. And I would just have them handing donuts out to everyone in the crowd Everyone on stage. Knowing that story, I would be disgusted. <laughs> but knowing who I am, I'd be eating the shit out of some donuts. <laughs> right. It ain't so offensive you passing on Shipley's. Like, Penis not included. <laughs> oh, that is the unofficial title of this podcast. I don't know if they... Penis not included. You think the you think the advertisers? No, no, no. We're not doing that for real. This, oh. That's the unofficial. Like, like, I, just, I started typing it. Sorry. No, no, <laughs> no. I can't do pin fifteen. Not included. No, no, no. I'm not getting flagged again. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah, I'm just curious as to how people get inducted into these things. I I, I want some. So if you're listening to the podcast, I want somebody to answer that for me, and we'll 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 post your response. On the next episode, um, sadly, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman had an unfortunate meltdown outside of his either his in-laws' home, his in-laws' house. Um, but I tell you, these these doorbell cameras starting to get the good shit. 
They starting to get the real, real shit. They get audio and video. Right. And the shit goes straight to your phone. Exactly. And and that's that's too good for somebody who likes being who likes being on social media to pass up. And before I forget, when we go on our next break, I'm gonna show you such footage from somebody's camera. Is it the car crash? It's wilder than you think. Oh shit. Okay. Um so Richard Sherman um was shown trying to break his in law's door down. Uh basically he was having kind of a some kind of emotional breakdown. And he was trying to get in the house and at first he's just yelling and beating on the door. And then that turns into him like trying to ram the door down. Like he was doing yeah, football yeah, drills. Yeah, he was doing offensive line drills. Yeah, he was trying to break the door down. I was worried that when he when he walked away, I was worried that he was going to come back and like yeah. ram the door. Yeah, he was going to do a full on blitz on the door. Um, like I was, I thought he was back there in the three point stance, nigga. Like, and he was uh, doing this to get at his wife. To get at his wife, apparently they were having some kind of falling out, and he was drunk. They said he showed up with like two empty bottles of dark liquor. Um and he was but then he they also say he was threatening to kill himself. He was threatening to fight the cops and uh, until they shot him and then he's texting people saying he was gonna hang himself. There was a lot. And the more and more we find out about this incident, the worse it sounds. Um not even from just one perspective or another. It just all around sounds bad. Shit. Um for one thing, I don't wanna we and we talked about this earlier. I don't want to discount the mental health aspect here because it sounds like there was something in him that was unwell. Yeah, personally, that was not okay. I have got I have downed several bottles of dark liquor. Same in my lifetime. I have never been so drunk. I was threatening to harm myself. Maybe harm other, maybe harm someone else. Uh, but even then, they were they were starting some shit. Never in this capacity. Um, and so I don't want to discount the mental health aspect here, and the fact that I feel like the the woke people and the mental health people are missing that in this discourse. Um. But Randall kind of, but, uh, you know, Randall also told, he, he said to me, I, you did say to me, you were like, but I also don't want to let him off the hook. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, we we know CTE is a real thing. Um, we, we've seen it happen, you know, affect, we, we've seen it happen. We've seen it. Hello, Jack Daniels. We've seen <laughs> it affect, <laughs> as I say this, you know, quite a few people um, adversely. Um but I, I also feel like what whatever was exacerbated by two bottles of dark liquor was already within him. There was a tendency within him that was brought to the surface with the alcohol and with the breakdown in, in, in mental stability. And, you know, as a look, <laughs> being transparent as a married person, sometimes your spouse, oftentimes me, will push you. They will push you. They will push you to the point of extreme frustration. Right. I know everyone's built differently. Correct. But, but you still, you still, if you find yourself approaching that point 
where you can no longer control your emotions and your emotions um, cause you to act out aggressively, try to be cognizant of that, try to remove yourself from that situation, and most importantly, do not drink. Do, no. Do don't. not drink. I joke about it, but no, don't. I talk enough shit sober. If I'm <laughs> mad and drinking, it's going to be a problem. Yes. I know myself too well. It's going to be a problem. If I'm mad and I get drunk, I, I'm not going to act in my best interest. Or anyone else's. Yes. Um, what, what, what really disappointed me about this thing with Richard Sherman is that one of the first things I thought of was uh, the interview he had that time with the media. And they were, I, I forgot what the nature of the question was, but he had to remind them at the time that, you know, besides a football player, I am... I am a graduate of Stanford University. <laughs> so I am more than a football player. I am Correct. more than a flared nostril safety. Correct. Sir. Flared nostril safety. I am Richard Sherman. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, now they go look at that and say, well, yeah, he, he's still a nigga. Though. He a nigga. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. He was out there in house shoes, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, man. And, and, and I don't want to. I, and I don't want this to veer off into respectability politics, but I feel like for him to have made that case that we're that that these people are more than just dumb athletes and just blunt objects to fling it that coaches fling at each other. I feel like he. I, I feel like the. I just. I hate that the idea that the media, the white media, is going to take this and run with it differently. Yeah, I'm and ask questions he and not ask questions here that have been asked with people of a different hue. Aaron Hernandez got got all the excuses in the world made for him because yeah. he looked different. He's also, he, I mean, he too is of color, but looked different. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've heard more. I've heard more. Aaron Hernandez was looking good than the motherfucker than I have. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez was a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. And I don't feel like Richard Sherman's going to get that same clemency. I'm just very grateful that that, that, that door held its own. Agreed. Because we could have had another Ray Rice situation. That could have been a whole problem. That could have been a real problem. And worse yet, because the cops were coming, he was talking about what he was going to do when the cops showed up. That definitely could have ended badly. Yeah. Um, I, I hate any situation now where the cops are called. Because I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see them show up. Because chances are somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to get hurt. Um, so I, I <sighs> prayers go out to uh, Richard Sherman's family. Prayers go out to Richard Sherman himself. I hope he's getting so he what he if he's cooling his heels and holding or whatever, waiting bail, whatever's happening. I want him to be getting some kind of peace of mind. I want his family to be getting some kind of peace of mind. And I hope, I hope, I don't think it's going to happen, but I hope this doesn't become the circus that in my head it very well could become. Yeah. Um, so blessings to everybody in that situation. Check on your people, man. Yes. Check on your people. Often. Often, man. Do it, man. My boy, shout to DJ Byrne. If we haven't spoken in more than a week, and we get on to play Call of Duty or whatever it is, he will ask everybody. Mental health check, man. 
How are you how are you feeling mentally? How are you feeling how are you feeling physically one to ten? And why? Talk that shit out. Yeah. Um, this definitely I want to encourage black men. I want to encourage black men. I want to encourage thank you for the air horns. I want to encourage black men to check on each other. To ask questions yep. about your mental health. Now, I understand you don't want to be all in your people's business. I get it. I understand that this is how niggas roll. I, too, have been of this notion where I don't want any part of your relationship shit today. Oh, no, 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 no. Check on your brother. Please. Not asking you to be your brother's keeper. I'm just asking you to be someone who cares. What's your mental health like? One to ten. What's your physical like? One to ten. You it, know, it could be as simple as how are you doing? What's going on with you, man? So what's going on? We do that all the time. So what's going on, bro? It can be that simple. I want that for us. And for all the bullshit I, I, I said this for years. For all the bullshit I get about. Oh, I'm just I, I just don't give a fuck about the men. I'm pandering the I'm I'm kung fu pander, I'm pandering to the to the women, whatever. I shoot men, I shoot black men a lot of bail. All I've really asked of black men on this podcast is to stop fucking the white women. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. I haven't asked much of you niggas. Maybe don't talk to the women so crazy. And maybe stop fucking with the white women. Be going, son. And like I don't even ask that. Because a lot of these white women out here looking good. <laughs> I don't even ask you that that hard. I saw Black Widow last week. You know. I still haven't watched that shit. Mm. I watched Space Jam and I have not watched Black Widow. Mm. I wasn't you know what it was? I wasn't ready to pay the thirty dollars. I, but then I said to myself, that's $30 that I would be paying regardless. The ticket going to be high. I'm yeah. going to get refreshments. If I'm going on a date, I'm getting more refreshments than that. I, I'd be paying the $30 anyway. I took my niece and paid the $30 in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my, my logic is the same. If I'm going to pay $30, i am getting some popcorn or something in that some, shit. Some too. mileage. So I might as well just pay the $30 and just, fix my, and just cook myself something nice. Um, at home and and you know you're paying it one way or the other and it it sounded ridiculous when they tried to float it out for like Mulan but niggas is gonna pay $30 to watch a Marvel movie yeah um are, is matter you know before we go to break let me ask you, oh no no I got one more thing are there are there black people in Black Widow I saw Son of Baldwin had a complaint, and so I was like, "Why are you complaining about a movie about all Russian people? Are there black Are there black people in Black Widow? No. Okay. All right. But I didn't. But it wasn't even like noticeable because it was like it was like you said it. It, it was. It's all. It's Russian. It's people. A Ru- it's Russian people. I, I'm sorry. There there were some black widows. Okay, in, like in like the, red room people. Yeah. Okay. So okay. there, there were a couple. Fine. That's and, fine. And there were a couple that actually had lines, but you know, 
nobody nobody major. It's yeah. It's a movie about a about a Russian spy superhero. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. This wasn't one. This wasn't one of the ones where I was standing up like, why are there no black people? It's like we don't need to be involved in everything. Like when Shang Chi comes out, I'm not gonna be like, no. There better be some niggas in this one. There won't. There shouldn't be. And I don't care. Right. I just want to. I just want to see my man Simu Lu fucking shit up. Yeah, I want to see my man. Who, who? Oh, there was somebody else that was in that. Michelle Yo fucking shit up. You want to see Aquafina fuck some shit up, don't you? Who the fuck is this <laughs> Aquafina person? I keep seeing this name everywhere, and that people in that. Uh, I guess other Asian people don't like her. Who the fuck is Aquafina? Uh, it's a long story, but okay. Fair enough. Asian chick that speaks with a black scent when it's convenient for her oh. and got popular off of it. And now she's God. getting like movie roles and that accent has mysteriously disappeared. But uh, uh, so representation. So Miley Cyrus. OK, fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. 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 OK, fair Justin enough. Yeah. I did. I did have one one more thing I wanted to. We're running a little long, but I wanted. I did have one, one more thing I wanted to touch on before we go to break. Um, it came. It, so Beyonce was seen, you know, somewhere walking and not paying attention to the media, um, as she does. She doesn't really address us anymore. <laughs> um, and she had a white Telfar bag. Uh, Reynolds now notices this is, a bl- this is a black owned bag. This this bag got kind of big last year when everybody was looking for black owned alternatives to Birkin. Mm-hmm. And like high, kind of high fashiony things that we can invest in. Um, uh, Brandon Blackwood is another, but that's another story for another day. Um, so white Telfar bag, you'll know these. They're very, they're very kind of plain, but they're very cutely designed, and they just have a big circle with a T in the middle. Hmm. She had a white one. Okay. Um, this is special apparently because it was not out. Okay, it was not officially out, and she had one. Nobody had ever seen that shit before, and it made me. And everybody immediately went, "Oh, well, if we didn't have it before, we shouldn't worry about it because that shit gonna be sold out uh, now by the time we even go to the website." Mm -hmm. And it made me think. I know high fashion is a whole different world, and all this shit, but it makes me think about black ownership how we treat black ownership and what our goal is in ownership. And it feels like the way white people thrive on making things exclusive on making on excluding maybe classes, maybe tax brackets, whatever Mm -hmm. it feels like in ownership and in us trying to have our own and and circulate that notion throughout the community it seems like instead of us trying to have our own thing we're just emulating white people to a certain extent yeah, i mean yeah to a certain extent i mean the, the the same folks who wake up on saturday morning to try to get jordans off the sneakers app shooting shots at myself you know knowing that it's it, you're going to be in an exclusive club to get them right but then when they get them, they complain about other niggas having them, too. Correct. Correct. Um, it, it's, the same, it's the same type of thing where, I, on the one hand, I understand this business has every right to build a brand 
that identifies it whatever way they want. If they Agreed. wanted to identify as a high end brand, yeah, that's their right. That appeals I to a certain clientele. I, I I fully, I mean, it, it's their right to do so. Um, what I, what I do get sick of though are people using things to, and when I say people, I mean people on the consumer level using things to indicate class. Right. Like if someone can can afford a fifteen thousand dollar purse. Obviously, that person is in a different tax bracket than most other people, but we should not use that to infer class amongst each and, other. And to create that being the standard. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like, I feel like when, with, with ownership, should, doesn't have to, should maybe possibly come with some level of responsibility in maybe righting some of the wrongs and undoing some of the wrongs that white people have visited upon us and everybody, really, with capitalism. You know, I, I had this discussion not too long ago about how the the things that we use as status symbols just get more and more expensive over time. I remember, I remember back in the early rap days, like in the early 90s rap, when... Um, you know, Nas rapped about riding around the Mitsubishi Montero. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, or, or Nissan six cab. Like I remember when, when MPV vans, I rock. Yeah. Like those things were like status symbols at the time. Volkswagen Jettas were a status symbol at the yeah. time. Yeah. Um, I remember back, you know, when I was, when I was, a you know, when I was, you know, when I was, when I was dating and I was kind of a sucker, and and Dooney and Burke bags were oh. a thing. And, you know, girlfriend at the time wanted a Dooney and Burke. And I looked at that oh, shit. And it was, shit. It was $400. What the fuck? And I was like, what? Oh, that's cheap now. That, I mean, that's cheap now compared I'm to. Pay, I'm never paying $400 for mind a Mind you, I never, I never, I've never bought it. Wait. Nor should you. <laughs> I'm looking at Telfar here. Okay, you're looking at the website. Actually, okay, these bags are not, assuming that this is the real thing, these bags are not as outlandish as I thought. So I, I see that they're, you know, around $250. Oh, re, re, relatively affordable, just run out fast. Yeah. So I, I, okay. So I take back what I say about, and that was my ignorance for not knowing how much this shit costs. But then again, I don't buy purses. Same. My point, again, being that exclusivity and denial of access are seen as status symbols more often than not. And um, y'all need to stop worrying about what other people got. This is true, man. This is true. You, you, can, you can do your own thing. You can. You can do your own thing. You can be your own whatever. And blaze your own trail. Don't, because even if even if and when you get the white Telfar bag, you're gonna be one of ten. You're gonna be one of like ten thousand people that got it. Somebody in your crew gonna have it too. Our bags sell out in minutes. Now, literally minutes. If if I if I if I if I had time for an entire episode, I would talk to y'all about supply and demand and scarcity, right? And how that is what actually, from from a wealth building standpoint, that's what actually helps this company build up its wealth supply chain even, even, even faster because you're not holding on to an inventory correct you're only making enough 
to um to ship it to yep. to, to ship out ship out to order. Yeah, I yeah you're right. So I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, One of these days we're gonna do a business report. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that. We're gonna do a business report. One of these days, man, when we start really like drinking less and knowing what the fuck we're talking about, which is we don't know when that'll be. We're gonna do a business report in this motherfucker. Hey, hit up D Randall with your business questions. Hey, agreed. You know, yes, yes, I'll do that. Hit up D Randall with business questions. Hit up D Randall with your, uh, yeah, all that shit. I spent 15 years in banking, finance, and investments. Um, so I, I've probably forgotten more than I, <laughs> than I care to know. But I'll see what I can do to help you. See, we don't do that shit. We don't, I'm telling you, this podcast is just going to get diverse as fuck while drunk, while drinking. My God. That's a great place to take a break. We're going to be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the very least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. You know what? I tell you, my mom says it all the time. Just don't do nothing. Uh-uh. Just you can't do shit anymore. Nope. Don't do nothing. Stay in the house. And you can barely do that. And it's just the wild west out here in fucking Texas. It's crazy. We were just, we're back. We're black. We're opinionated, and we're drunk enough to be talking about some real shit, <laughs> fam. It, Randall just showed me a friend of, a, a a a ring ring camera footage from a footage from a friend of his. There was a whole episode of real stories <laughs> of the Highway Patrol outside his fuck outside this man's fucking house <laughs> in Sunnyside. And let me tell you something. I'm hearing more and more crazy ass stories like this. A friend of mine, who is this? I think this was Leticia. Um, got it. She like she was. Sit, she said she was sitting on her porch, and it. And she saw a chase go down her neighborhood, down her street, with two. It was it was two cars and one and the car that was chasing the other one was just emptying bullets into the one in front of it. <laughs> wow! Like the fucking Matrix highway scene. Like what the fuck, bro? And then that on top of there was a shooting two nights ago at the Galleria. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually know someone that was there, and it's like she dived off and hid in the stock room of a random shop. Um, it's crazy out here. And before that, they shot up the aquarium. Who the fuck goes to shoot up the aquarium? The aquarium, man. And apparently, them, those people weren't doing anything. That man was just that man went from just eating his food to getting up and shooting people. Can't do shit anymore. You can't do shit anymore. Did he pay his tab? Well, uh, I don't think anybody was left to pick it up. Wow. Because several people got hurt. Um, It's the Wild West out here. There's a, you're right. And you said this a few episodes ago. There's a weird Bermuda Triangle between, like, like Georgia, (laughs) Atlanta in particular, Texas, and Florida. Yeah. Where all the fuckery is taking place. And I don't (laughs) like it. It, I, I, it was one thing when it was just it, Dallas holding all the fuckery down. Yeah, uh, I expect that from Dallas. 
it, it's infected all of us. At is this point. it's gotten everywhere, and it's all this open carry shit. It's the wild west out here, man. And don't even get me started. Well, I'm I'm not gonna give away that much information about my job yet, but um, <laughs> they're definitely non usual clientele people. Yeah, looking for certain items. Um. Yeah, don't do nothing. Just stay in the house and stay safe. And you can barely do that anymore. Um. Anyway, it's time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Um. So the first rioter from the from the the Capitol building mm-hmm. from that storm the Capitol building, uh, he was convicted. He's the first rioter rioter to be convicted. Yes. And he was fined. Okay. Five hundred dollars. Riding the Capitol building. Insurrection. Hmm. Cost him the price of a PS5. Hmm. The price of a PS5. Not even just the digital version. Like, not even the one with the disc. Well, um, hmm. Okay. Uh, that happened. That 500 was bucks. Happened. The yeah. first one. The first one. The one to set the stage for all these motherfuckers that they are still rounding up. $500. So when it's all said and done, they're going to have a grand total of like $1,200. <laughs> Like, like that's crazy. Like, there are people who owe less than that in taxes hmm. who have done jail time. That's batshit crazy. I am disappointed. I am, yeah. I, I, and we shouldn't be. I'm not surprised. Right. We shouldn't be disappointed, but it is disappointing, in fact. Um, hmm. Uh. Well... Now, I won't say less disappointing, but uh, funny at least. Uh, Lindsay Shaw from uh, the sh- the Nick- Nickelodeon show that I've never seen before, Ned's Declassified. Um, she was a star on the show. This was after my time watching Nickelodeon. Um, she got dragged on TikTok. Um, she was watching a video that is basically black men dancing together. Doing That's, some kind of a shimmy. You're doing a, kind of a little lean, a little lean back, little rockaway kind of thing. Um, and this raggedy bitch, um, she didn't even say much. It wasn't like it was just a roast, but it was condescending, and it was just something that nobody asked her for. What what algorithms were you on to even see that? Because the algorithms, can I tell you, the algorithms don't do, don't do anybody any justice on TikTok Mm-mm. until it's time for white people to benefit from it. I don't see how y'all see anything on TikTok other than, like, women in bikinis posing in front of the screen. Like, I, I have not actively searched for anything on TikTok, but anytime I open it up, is a broad posing in a bikini. And I said broad, posing in a bikini, like with hard nipples. And the I, caption is usually some shit like, 
Like I'm a dental assistant by day. And, 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 I'm just like, and what? The, and the hashtags are just random shit like Chris Brown. Yeah. Like, Prayers up. Like I, what is what is this? Free Cuba? Uh, oh, 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 TikTok is good for that. Uh somebody be in their work clothes and then um they change into like fucking James Bond or Pussy Galore or whatever. Yeah. Um that's a that's a very common one. Talking about don't ignore South Africa. What does it have to do? <laughs> With your Brazilian butt lift, ma'am. <laughs> and here, Lindsay Shaw somehow finds what looked to me like my favorite representation of black boy joy, as they call it. Um, niggas dancing together, having a good time. And here goes this bitch. Looking all smug and shit. Hey, are we, are okay? we okay? What is this? What the fuck is this? Oh my god! It was just very condescending. Just oh, just everything you hate about these little about these little millennial white women that all think they look like Shailene Woodley. Like, get the fuck! I'm not gonna start. White women listen to this podcast. I'm not gonna start just railing. No, no, fuck! That. I'll rail on the white women. It's fine. They understand they're not. <laughs> I'm gonna say we rail on everybody. I, everybody gets it. It's fine. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, this is aggravating, and she's not even like she's not even attractive. She's not even attractive. She looks like she looks like what they give you to start with in the character creation. God damn! I can see she looks like a less interesting Kristen Stewart. <laughs> First of all, there is no one less interesting than Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> How dare you? Wow. How dare you raise the bar for Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Um, she doesn't pout as well. Okay, maybe she. You know, she's pouting. No, she is pouting. Um, all that to say, she had all that smart shit to say about these black men minding their business. Black TikTok and black Twitter rose up to slay this girl. In like less than twenty four hours, and can we get some? Can we? I, I do want to get the white tears. Okay. Can we get some sound on this? Yeah, I, I can. I can get me. I can make that. Because they should have a few moments later. I just have to say right now that the hate in my inbox is not okay. Okay. <laughs> I did not mean anything in any kind of way. I am learning every day, as I think everybody is. And this kind of hate just needs to evaporate from the planet, no matter who it's directed towards. Crocodile tears? No, dude. Like, this is like my soul out there. If you know anything about what I stand for or what I believe in, you know that it's not this. I am sorry you were offended. I think we all need to vibrate higher for the view. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, no, no, let's give her the... This is not it. This is not it. Y'all, first of all, I love how they always... They're always learning. I'm learning. I'm still learning. That you weren't learning. You weren't learning when you were, when you were railing on them black men that weren't doing shit to you. How about this? While you're learning, 
Shut the fuck up. Let's try that. Let's try something new. And if where if you're learning, if you're in the learning phase and you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk while you're learning. You can't learn. What they say in Creed, you can't learn and talk at the same time. This is why this is why black TikTok was taking a break from y'all to begin with. Because they were sick of you motherfuckers. Right. They, they, they didn't want to dance for y'all asses to begin with. Because this is what you give them. Right. And they were literally, like, they were literally minding their own business. Wasn't doing shit to you. And you had to come through. And here goes bum ass you. With your raggedy ass, all purpose flower ass comments. <laughs> 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 Like, like, really? Just because you don't understand some shit doesn't mean you got to be all smug and condescending about that. It wasn't even funny. That's what we do on this podcast. Correct. Not, not Correct. you or your raggedy-ass TikTok. Speak on it, son. I just, it, it wasn't even funny. Yeah. It was, it was, so, it was so basic. And I know you were looking for that, for that uh, dry FX sitcom humor. No. It didn't. You didn't. You didn't make it. You didn't make it. Let, let me just. Uh, this is not it. This is not it. <laughs> this is not it. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. If it were funny, maybe we would mount a better defense against you. But you wouldn't be off the hook. It wouldn't have been funny. It would like if you don't understand the culture. Don't speak on the culture. It's that simple. She said we all need to vibrate higher for the future. Vibrate this dick. <laughs> Try that out. I have nothing after that. Vibrate that shit. Vibrate higher. Vibrate higher than these nuts. <laughs> Lindsay Shaw. That's the most that's the whitest name. It just, it just sounds like somebody. That just sounds like one of these dumbass, uh, one of these dumbass serial killer movies starring like Scott Speedman, <laughs> where they all wear purge masks and your dumbass is just making all the wrong decisions, looking in your camera phone, hiding in the corner with the light on. They can find me at any time. I just. We all need to vibrate higher. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna die here. You just, you just, you just look like one of them Blair Witch dumbasses. Oh my god! I fuck Lindsay Shaw. I don't even, I don't know shit about Lindsay Shaw. I never watched Ned's Declassified or none of this shit or or uh, whatever Zach and Cody or whatever the fuck she's on. Fuck her, honestly. Her. I think for my own mental health, I need to take a step back from social media. Oh, now it's your mental health. Right. Funny how you can say dumb shit and all of a sudden your mental health is suffering. Your mental health wasn't suffering when you were saying that bullshit. Step one for mental health. Stop saying dumb shit. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a fucking shirt. Uh, know something about what you're speaking on. That really helps mental health. Yes. Arm yourself with information. Know something, say nothing. You can... In the immortal words of Elon James White, you can always say nothing. 
it's always an option that's open to you. Mm. Um, you I'd get those open? French tips redone. Wow, is that what those are? Yeah, I believe so. No, those are chip nails. Those are chip. Oh, they're just. Yeah, oh, they're just fucked up. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're just fucked up. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, she could use a little conditioner. Um, size of a dime. You know, lather it up. Um, yeah, all that. Fuck Lindsay Shaw. Really. I mean, it's weird that I'm more offended by this than the rioter that only got fined five hundred dollars. <laughs> Maybe, maybe because I expect that from our government. This bitch is annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Even the crying's like, we all need to vibrate higher. We need. She just goes, imagine all the people. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Oh, God. And then she going to go through the whole re- she gonna go through the whole uh, rehabilitation. You know it's coming. You know the whole rebrand is coming. The whole rebrand's coming. She going to end up on she going to end up on one of these Daniel Kaluuya movies. Beautiful thing is white people can fuck up and rebrand themselves into something completely different. Just a Bieber. And, and, <laughs> and people people feel like it's total enlightenment. My uh, my bet is going to go toward let's see with her I'd put my money on uh, social activism. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it's gonna go there. She's gonna have a black square and a yellow square and a rainbow square on her Instagram when she comes back, <laughs> just in case she missed anybody. <laughs> you know, she, you know what? She looks like the, she looks like the, uh, the, the Rose Armitage's stunt double. That's what she looks like. That is exactly wow. she does. She looked like she upstairs listening to the Dirty Dancing soundtrack while niggas while niggas is getting lobotomies downstairs. That's exactly <laughs> what the fuck this bitch looked like. Fuck Lindsay Shaw. Since your racist stories, your real life racist encounters. Along with your Lindsay Shaw jokes, your listener let Lindsay Shaw about let me tell you something. She annoys this irritates me to the point Lindsay Shaw is about to be the the she's about to be a special project for me. Damn. I think I found a new special project. The Lindsay Shaw jokes are coming. Oh shit. She's the new focus of my white woman hate. I gotta find out who she is first, because let me tell you something. If the height of her career, if they're still talking about she was, she was on Ned's Declassified and that shit was like from the Degrassi era, that tells you all you need to know about her. Like, we ain't seen her in shit since. And they've been rebranding white women left and right. Catherine Heigl gonna get a rebrand before this bitch. Like, wow. Yeah. With your Lindsay Shaw hate, your questions for myself, D. Randall, or anybody on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to uh, opinionswhileblack.com where you can find out more about uh, your two favorite podcasters, how to get merch, how to get merch, how to get your merch. Catherine Heigl wore underwear on TV one time. Y'all thought she was fine. <laughs> Like, <laughs> bro, I mean, she all right. She all right. I, she's I was, like I'm not wildly bre- mediocre. I'm not breaking plans to go out with Kath- Catherine Heigl. She's wildly mediocre. Don't talk about my father, the hero like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It ain't been in a good movie since. <laughs> you saying 27 Dresses wasn't <laughs> a classic? <laughs> 
only person on that show that left and had a worse career than Isaiah Washington. Okay, damn. I was about to say Isaiah Washington. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Poor Isaiah Washington. No. Nah. No, nah, fuck him. Eat fuck him, too. <laughs> Eat a dick, Isaiah Washington. We'll be right back with your listener letters in the top three STFUs. I mean, he'd probably eat a dick if he meant to roll for him right now. <laughs> you boys. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast, Pour Up. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, shit. Black, opinionated, <laughs> and drunk. <laughs> Maybe too drunk for comedy. They've been telling us we've been getting out of pocket lately. I mean, that's what you're here for. That's what you signed up for. We can't go back in pocket at that. At this point, <laughs> what you want us to go back in pocket? Shit. The fuck out of here. Um, Y'all want us to be respectable? Who <laughs> <laughs> asked for that? Uh, if you are listening to this, then in all likelihood, um, the NBA Finals is still going on. Yeah, <laughs> still. I, boy, I tell you, Giannis must have summoned the power of every deer in Milwaukee to put that whole team on his back. Yeah. He did, and he's still doing it. And Chris Paul is not having it. Chris Paul said, damn that shit. Y'all going to get this L. Well, we're going to see what happens. I mean, Milwaukee won last night. You can tell they're getting frustrated. Chris Paul pushed Giannis with both hands. Yeah, Giannis still (laughs) yinged on his ass. Ying! That's the most embarrassing part. Yeah. That's that's what's embarrassing is when you you put all your might into trying to get this foul at least and still get monstered on. We'll see what happens in game six. Uh, Phoenix might be. Phoenix might be out of this. Y'all gonna have to update this character profile, bro. <laughs> uh, you 2K niggas. Uh, it is time for your listener letters. Uh-oh. Uh, we got one from People's Critic. Tim! What up, Tim? Uh, he says, what would it take for y'all to listen to Whitlock's new podcast and talk about it? Ooh. Ooh. Whitlock has a podcast. Oh. <laughs> what? Whoa. Get air horns. Wait a minute. Oh, it's all now. You only had to say when, Tim. Whitlock has a podcast? God damn. What is it called? I, I tell you, if I weren't if I weren't working like a slave, uh this would be some. This would be some extra content. This would be some extra Patreon content or some shit. Is this? It's called Fearless <laughs> with Jason Whitlock. Look, entering any eating contest does not make you fearless. Let me read the description here. <clears throat> oh my goodness! Oh boy! Celebrated journalist. Jesus Christ. So he wrote this, he wrote this himself. Of course he did. Celebrated journalist Jason Whitlock and Uncle Jimmy protect the realm of common sense and challenge the groupthink mandated by the elites. 
so much wrong in that one sentence. Listen, Monday through Friday for the most fearless conversation. They going five days a week? At the crossroads of culture, faith, sports, comedy, and morbid obesity. <laughs> I may have embellished that last part myself. Are wow. you fucking... Each of these episodes is less than an hour. Well, well, shit, most of them are less than an hour. You're going to run out of breath. Oh, man. Let me just read you the titles of a couple of these episodes. Rachel Nichols proves Maria Taylor is not tough enough for her job. Bill Cosby, absentee fathers, and the American crime wave. ESPN mission. To serve angry and easily offended black women. Okay. I mean, we and not that we needed ESPN's Wakanda lashes Stephen A. Smith. Here's why he shouldn't apologize. This is not it. This is not it. Richard Sherman's biggest issue. BLM. Not CTE. This is not it. This is not it. Hold up. And finally, Black National Anthem. The NFL follows Richard Sherman, bows to the BLM LGBTQIA plus mafia. So, you know what? Come to think of it as an act of self-care, Tim. I cannot listen to this man's uh, podcast. No, no, I cannot. I cannot. It, now the idea was fun at first. I cannot. Um, but as you know, I am taking on more hours <laughs> of paying work. Yeah, and the fatigue. If I want, if I hadn't gone back to work, um, maybe when maybe when I go to go go down to part time again, but. We probably maybe we'll do like a some extra content like a Patreon. You know what? You know we're supposed to be following a uh, love at first sight, marriage at first sight, which is starting uh, yep. this Wednesday. Let's go! I'm here. I'm ready. I'm doing it. I'm I'm gonna live tweet this. Yes, I'm gonna live tweet this uh, um, on Wednesday. I'm gonna set my alarm for it. And I'm gonna take a nice little nap before <laughs> beforehand. Um, I've been looking very much forward to this because. Marriage at First Sight is happening in Houston. Yes. And I just want to see all the black business people and all of the, the bougie boat shoe niggas. Why should shit not actually be in Houston, but be like just on the outskirts of Houston, like Katie, Man, Klein, P- Pearland, Spring, Sai something. Shit like that. Yeah, probably. I imagine so. It's gonna be in a bubble, but I'm still watching. I'm it. still, I'm still gonna watch this shit. This shit gonna be lit. I already, I, I sense it. I don't, I haven't seen any of the contestants. I, I it's gonna be lit. I know nothing about the show, and I think I'm gonna live tweet it also. This might be an event. This might be an event. This might be my extra time to drink in the week. <laughs> this is gonna be lit. I, I'm, I'm just telling you. Um. Yeah, so that that's our big listener letter. Thank you, Tim, for that and for that little bit of joy we just got. Yeah, from 
Oh my God! Thank Jason. you for thank you for helping me realize that there's something that I don't need in this life. Jason Whitlock is going Monday through Friday Mm-mm. with Uncle Jimmy. That's got to be a white person. That, no, he's he's got to be white. black. He's black. He looks like he he looks like Dick Gregory cosplay. Oh shit! I just I ah. don't need that in my life. Um, I can't do it. It's no. It's time for the top three, y'all. It's time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? The runners up include Chrissy Teigen. She feels bad about whatever whatever shit she said on Twitter that got her canceled or whatever y'all do to people like Chrissy Teigen. I say this out of love. If it's getting to you, because Chrissy Teigen has been through some shit recently. And I don't put that past anybody. But, again, acknowledging mental health and accountability don't have to be mutually exclusive. If you need to learn a lesson, for, like, if you were wilding on Twitter, again, I don't know what the fuck she said. If you were wilding on Twitter, you need to sit down. And if Twitter, and if the re- response from Twitter that's caused you to sit down is getting to you mentally, leave it alone. Leave it alone. You have, you're married to John Legend, and, you, and from what I understand, you, you already have a, be- you, a beautiful couple of kids. Listen, uh, sit down. It should not be that hard for you to sit down. And you have, and just because you're off of Twitter, does not mean you're off of other platforms. IG is available to you. Facebook is available to you. You know, I, it, there, there's other things you can be doing. Sit down. Just sit down. What were you doing before you were doing social media? Do that. Do that. I, I, think, I think when people express their difficulty with social media, it just further highlights that they have an issue with social, social media. media. Correct. Like when I stepped, I, I deleted my Facebook account two years ago. Never been tempted to come back. And from what I what I can tell, I'm missing nothing. You ain't missing shit. My my Twitter account is largely inactive. I basically have it so that I respond to people when they at me, and then they might just get a like and a reshare. That's about it. That, and and that's all it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, and I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm drawn back. Like, I, I feel like I need to come back to Twitter. There's so many, there's so many pictures of my food that y'all need to see. Yes, like yeah. even in Instagram, I'm barely on Instagram. Sit down, just sit down. Like, there's an entire life outside of what you look at through your phone. There's an entire life. Go do that. Especially when you're, like, unfathomably rich, rich and married to John Legend. Bruh, I'm, I'm as straight as a fucking arrow. And if you think, I w- if I were even closely related to John Legend, you think I would have John Legend singing to me all fucking day? <clears throat> Come on, man. There's other things you could be doing. Yeah. Like, like, you married the thing that other women want. Is a nigga that can sing good singing to him. Uh, you know, there's only so many times you can hear. We are here. 
angry people. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get out the house after <laughs> you hear that shit. Even then, a thousand he times. wrote a song for her that's like a hit. But you know that gets radio circulation. As 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 a quasi retired musician who's been married, your your wife don't want to hear that shit anymore. Wears, oh, oh, like yeah. by the time that shit comes out, they've heard it thousands of times. It wears like, eyes welcome. Yeah, it's like okay. now nah, I'm good. Thank Fair. you. I, I yeah. I heard that shit when it was fair enough a sketch pad. So yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm just saying because nobody in the world was hard. I, like that was hard. Like that that was people don't talk about John Legend like they used to, but that was a get the pussy song. Like just yeah, um, and he wrote that for his wife and his well that didn't. I, I, I guess I shouldn't be putting that much on it because you know Robin Thicke pulled that shit too, and you know that didn't get him anywhere. Damn, whatever happened to Paula Patton? Um, Paula Patton married another uh, another dude that... I believe she married another dude that looks nothing like Robin Thicke. I only point that out because Robin Thicke married another chick that looks exactly like the non-white version of Paula Patton. Which is weird. So yeah, Chrissy Teigen, chill out. Hazel E., if you don't know who Hazel E is, um, you're not missing anything. Uh, she's one of the least important loving hip hoppers of all time. Oh, Paula Patton's dude looks like a bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. I mean, he looks like a bro. He's, he looks like. Oh, he looks like a bro, bro. I mean, he looks not, like. Not he, black, but no, I'm just he saying. looks like he sold me a fake G Shock somewhere. Dick. <laughs> 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 like. like this nigga looks I'm like I'm not doing the accent, but he looks like he sold me a fake G shot. He looks like he got recently rich off of Bitcoin, <laughs> <laughs> and is not afraid to talk about it. <laughs> wow! Oh man! Oh man! Ask him about his SoundCloud downloads. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh boy. Uh, uh, yeah, Hazelie is one of the least important loving hip hop people of all time. She's a runner up to shut the fuck up. She got mad recently because a rapper who she uh, said would remain nameless, apparently, according to her, copied her daughter's, her idea for her daughter's birthday party. Um, although it strongly suggested that this was Cardi. Um, maybe, maybe both them little girls just like Frozen. Damn. Also, you know who doesn't give a shit about this? Aside from me and Randall and the rest of humanity? Those fucking kids. The kids don't give a shit. The kids don't give a shit if somebody else had the same birthday party. That's just a reason for them to be friends. Yeah. This, is another, this is another example of us projecting things onto kids that without them, they would not give a fuck about. Let it go. Let it go. You know, you know what little girls give a fuck about? Well, I don't actually. I don't know what little girls give a okay, fuck about. I, I, I'm say, not. I, I, I was listening. I, <laughs> I was gonna say because I was gonna say as far as I know, little kids don't give a shit about anything but pizza and Thor. I have nieces, and my three year old niece gives a shit about Blue's Clues. And do you have any apples? She wants a snack. That's it. Snacks and Blue's Clues. Snacks and Blue's Clues. Put these kids in front of a TV or a tablet, feed them, and call the fucking day and quit projecting your bullshit onto them. God damn. 
You need to be worried about that botched face job. You 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 shouldn't be having botched face jobs seven faces in. You got to fly all over to Amsterdam and shit now. You you, you were doing just fine in a Houston, in the Houston motel. <laughs> Quit going to all them other people. That's just like when that's just like when you get a fucked up haircut. That's what you get for going to all them other barbers. Stick to your home barber. Stick to your home face job person. If Dr. Miami was started out doing that shit, keep Dr. Miami doing that shit. He knows your face. Quit going to Amsterdam and getting these fucking nose jobs. Fuck Hazelie. Anyway. Number three is T-Pain. What? T-Pain is, on, is online whining. Teddy Payne DeGrasse? Is whining about music sounding the same. And screaming, do something else. Do something else. Little baby and the baby already doing that shit. Do something else. Which is hilarious because people just got through defending him when Usher said that that him and his auto, oversaturation of auto-tune ruined music. That is hilarious to me. People shoot you a little bit of bail and this is what you do with it? I hate niggas that complain about shit that they can change. Listen to something different than T-Pain. It's out there. It's just not in the top 40. So you can't get retweets about it. Or make something else. You are a musical titan. Make something else that you want to hear. You know what I you know what I did when I didn't like when I didn't like what I was hearing? From nigga, from nigga podcast, I made the nigga podcast that I wanted to hear. Be going, son. Mm. I did. Mm. Shut the fuck up and do something about it. Well, the problem is, um, and again, I say this as a as a quasi retired rapper. There comes a time when your music, quite simply, just goes out of style. So even if you know T Pain is only going to stay in his lane. For the rest of his career. I mean, and for Dr. Dre to chime in on it too, like Dr. Dre of all people is firmly in his lane and, and, and won't make anything that will upset the balance of the universe in music right now. Um He makes more money being safe. Yeah. It's it's it, it's what our parents went through, you know. Exactly. When I remember my parent when when rap first started Coming about, my parents were like, I have no idea what that is. It's people talking over music and spitting into the mic. That doesn't make sense. And fucking up and scratching up the disco yeah. records. Back in my day, we used to make songs about something. We used to make songs about love. You know, we used to make songs about emotion. You know? Uh, Y'all also used to make songs about uh, getting women drunk and getting them to stay at your house because it was too cold outside. Be going, son. You know, y'all... You, you, y'all also made songs about sex. Mm. Stroking to the east. Stroking to the west. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, you know, but it, it's... Teddy Payne has, has, has finally fallen to the get-off-my-lawn era of his career where, you know, he, he kind of popularized a formula in music and got chastised for it and even after being chastised for it, it's become even more prevalent. Yes, it in, has. Not even just in, in urban music, but all pop music. 
Like even my, even when, when my wife Justin listens Bieber to that doing auto tune. Yeah, when my wife listens to that K-pop bullshit, <laughs> I hear them auto tuning that shit. <laughs> it's bullshit. I said it from a safe place. I love the little bursts of shit you know we what get I'm about, about Randall's whole life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She ain't she ain't even in the state right now, so she can't hear me say this shit. So I'm saying it with my full chest. K-pop is some bullshit. Oh my god. He said from a safe place. I'm sorry, Justine. I, no. I, I, I love BTS. You do? No. Okay, no. I was about to say, man. I heard one song like, from the motherfucker. This is the last episode of Opinions While Black from Damien. <laughs> Like, share, and subscribe. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll also join you with a new co-host next week. <laughs> Probably one of them niggas from BTS. Oh, man. I ain't never heard none of that shit, so I don't yeah, know. You, you're better off for it. I mean, I, I, I know it from, like, anime soundtracks. Like, that's, that's my shit. I fuck with anime soundtracks. Are they? Are they on anime soundtracks? Not, not BTS in particular, okay. but any J-pop or K-pop I know of is usually from an anime soundtrack. Mm. Gundam is real good for that shit. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, T-Pain can, can go ahead and shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up! Um, uh, number two is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> um, <laughs> The head detective. <laughs> Oh, so uh, the the legend, the the, the man, the myth, the, the forehead, um, said some bullshit as he usually does. He was talking about well, uh, what's the name? Uh, what's the name of the baseball player? Uh, Who's like the great now? Otani. Otani. Yes. So, Otani is is clearly Asian, I believe Japanese. And Stephen A. Smith said that he could never be the face of baseball because he needs a translator. Which is on his, which is just on that quote, the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Why is it the dumbest shit I've ever... We just got through telling... This country goes all the way up for BTS and you don't understand a lick of what the fuck they talking about. And they've gotten MTV Music Awards. They performed at the MTV Awards. They performed in Madison Square fucking garden. And can't nobody tell you what the fuck they talking about. And they are the face of pop music right now. I know one person that can tell you. See, just get these little tidbits of Randall's home life. It is the worst form of music ever. Like, <laughs> I used to think Tejano sucked ass. Tejano music was uh, the worst uh, music. Now, now wait a minute. Because I'm a fan. I am. A, I am a real Selena fan. Like, <laughs> even in her death, I am a real Selena fan. Selena ain't like Tejano. Tejano music. I'm talking about like. Like hard, I know. Like hard Tejano with like the, with, with the, you know, the instruments and the. I, okay, the, okay. The, the kind that your neighbors play for seventy two hours straight on the weekend <laughs> when you're fucking trying to sleep, and you got to call the cops on the motherfuckers. Oh shit! Every weekend to shut that shit down. What the? Fuck? What has happened to this podcast? I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being very transparent right now, y'all. This is a look into my life. This shit is real. 
Say, all the music is trash. Y'all killing me with this shit. <laughs> K-pop is trash. <laughs> Y'all need to do something new. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> this nigga put the guard killing. Oh my god. Okay. What the fuck was I even talking about? Stephen A. Smith, uh, the the head of the class himself. The head of the class himself started saying, "Yeah, he said that bullshit." About he can't he can't uh, Otani can't be the head of the, he can't be the face of baseball because he needs a translator. We listen to all kind of shit we don't know the lyrics to at all. <laughs> I played that J, I played Jay Balvin on this podcast, and I only know enough. I I I barely know enough Spanish to tell you what he's saying uh, loosely in that song, and also because Khalid says the English version of it in, in his verse. <laughs> But and it's not stopped me from jamming it. People don't need to know, man. People put all kind of symbols, all kind of uh, Asian symbols on, on on them, tattooed on them, and they don't know what the fuck that's saying. And if and if somebody told them what it means, they don't know how to confirm whether or not it's right. So that's stupid on its own. And then Stephen Smith apologized for it, sure. But fuck his apology. Fuck his apology. You know why? Because he didn't just say it. Then he went on live and doubled down on what he was saying and mansplained it for us just in case we didn't understand the racism of it to begin with. And this is the problem with Stephen A. Smith. The, well, <laughs> I was going to say, let me, let, me, let me back that up. This is among the problems with Stephen okay. A. Smith. I was going to say, we start with his hairline. Well, I was going to say, his hairline does look, look like a topographical map of uh, the Million Man March being dispersed by the police. Wow. Um, so that is, that's a problem, too. But also, just the, the thoughtless gargoyle shit he says hours in a week. <laughs> Because he's running out of lucid takes. How do you only have helmet head for the back half of your head? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, boy. Look like like Cousin Skeeter didn't finish his haircut. (laughs) I was going to say, does he get half price at the (laughs) barbershop? Oh man, shot your forehead for a nickel. <laughs> uh, Steven ain't only got enough hair for an air jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, all that dumb shit he says uh, brought the property values down on, the, on, on his forehead. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um. Stephen A. Smith says goofy shit like this all the time, but when the you problem say Stephen is, A. keeps getting pushback, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh shit! Oh, the problem is, is that Stephen A. is allowed. Like people make the joke that he basically can do what he wants at ESPN because he's the highest paid. He basically runs that shit. But let's be clear. Somebody at the top was like, hey, fam, you know you fucked up, right? You got to go clean that shit up. This is after he doubled down on the shit on his live. Wow. Uh, 
as if his shiny ass forehead needs any more attention. Um, this nigga, and this, and the apology was kind of half-assed because even if he knows what he said was wrong, which I didn't hear any demonstration of him understanding uh, why what he said was wrong, we know he didn't care because he went on like the following week and talk and and talked about the Nigerian basketball team just as insensitively making fun of how they pronounce their names and shit. So he didn't learn a goddamn thing. And worse yet, he didn't learn a goddamn thing at the expense of his own of his own people in the diaspora. Stephen A. Smith is never going to learn shit because he benefits. He benefits he most certainly monetarily by not learning shit. He's never going to learn. It costs ESP. They have to because his paycheck goes up every time he doesn't learn shit. Because they because ESPN doesn't. There's no such thing as bad press for them because ESPN is a trash organization. So yeah, Stephen A. Smith got to go ahead. And, and fuck your apology. Just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I'm just still distracted by the fact that his head looks like a stormtrooper helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, oh my god! <laughs> and the number one person who should shut the fuck up uh, is the baby. Strangely enough, he is called the baby, but he has maybe the largest mouth in all of black culture. His mouth starts here. When they say ear to ear grin, that's understating it. His mouth starts here. Like at the base, like at the back base of his skull, and ends somewhere on the other side of the back base of his skull. Say he looks like an Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, with the with with the vacated face and everything. Um, what did the baby do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what did you say the baby did? Because I brought something up in pre-production, and then you were like, oh, because of the thing he said. No, I was I was talking about him beating Shikari Richardson, and I you know, I was just speculating on whether or not, you know, he smashed. Shikari Richardson's gay. Okay. So the answer would be no. The, the answer is most likely. Probably no. Because no. when she met him, she was like, Well, I know you, you're the baby. Do you know my name? He was like, ha. Ah. Hi, yeah, you know what I'm saying. She's also six, seven inches taller than him. Yeah, oh, I so, don't think that. Happens. I mean, so is everybody. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I highly doubt that happened. Now, I will tell you who I think who this week who I think did fuck before I start railing on the baby. Um, will Smith and Jordan Woods' mother. Have you seen that picture? Yeah. Fam, it looked like a walk of shame. <laughs> a selfie of shame. That that elbow to hand ratio? Yeah. That's that is a telltale sign that he beat. That's a that's a hard telltale sign of beating. And he didn't even brush in that just for men yet either. He was just like Y'all got me out of here. Oh yeah, he gave her the silver fox pipe. Yeah. That's what happened. Oh, absolutely. I'm telling you. I'm telling y'all talking about, oh, Jada's out here embarrassing, embarrassing Will and he getting the back. No, Will is doing what they have always agreed to doing. Be married to each other and smash other people. And smash other people, everybody else. Jordan could have very well, like, it, and the thing is, it could have very well been Jordan had Jordan's mother not been there. 
Like, I, I, I'm just saying. I'm not going to go any further on that because I don't want anybody thinking I'm a dry hater on Carl Anthony Towns or whatever. But, yeah, Will out here. Will out here. He Oh, and he's been, he been working out. He just lost all that dad weight. Yeah. He beaten. He out here beaten. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> the, the elbow placement, the, the elbow and hand titty ratio, that little Bermuda triangle of brush-up touch all told me that this nigga beat. All of it. Jordan Woods' mother is on camera somewhere. <laughs> Guaranteed. She, she recorded that shit posterity. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, the baby. The uh, baby. So some kids walked up that were um, some kids that looked like they were selling some football candy. It looked like them them niggas that them niggas that that that's seventeen and still selling uh, little league football candy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, they were fun. They were selling some fundraiser candy, and um, I, they told him it was two hundred dollars. They told him it was two hundred dollars for the box, for the box, for the whole box. And this and, and this and this nigga goes, "I'm giving y'all, I'm giving y'all four dollars because you tried to finesse me," and recorded all this shit, and was so proud of talk. Uh, and, and he didn't. By the way, he didn't say this. He picked up that social media was saying that he was trying to teach these kids a lesson. So right there, let's not pretend that this nigga is a paragon of virtue when we just got through reporting on him robbing a nigga for $80 and pouring apple juice on him and open hand slapping him. Damn. We reported on that. Yeah. So let's not pretend that all of a sudden this nigga is a, this nigga is a paragon of values and wisdom. Fuck out of here with that. So y'all can suck my dick with, with that bullshit explanation. This nigga wanted, and this nigga didn't try to teach them a lesson. This nigga wanted likes. This nigga did this for attention. That's why he filmed it. So that's the first place he fucked up. Let's stop humiliating children on camera. First and foremost. Let's stop that shit. Y'all don't understand that the internet is forever. Y'all have been so y'all have been so conditioned. And indoctrinated to to use to the internet, y'all don't realize that shit is for life. That's where cancel culture bullshit came from because someone can access a moment in time out of context and nail your ass to the wall for it forever. And this is on your file, on your permanent record, forever. Like that little boy during the, uh, during the riots a few years ago, his mom came out there and slapped it and slapped him on camera and everybody said she was a fucking hero. That, that nigga's in Baltimore and has to live with that forever. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live with that forever in Baltimore. That nigga's getting jumped every day. Every day. By people who say shit like, you. Hell yeah. Phew. Don't uh, do you. First, first of all, we're not going to make fun of Snoopy from The Wire here, okay? <laughs> Snoop. <laughs> yeah. And so we that's the first thing. Stop embarrassing these kids on camera. Second of all, we have to stop this notion that being hard on children is somehow teaching them a lesson. Y'all just want to be hard on these kids because somebody was hard on you, and they didn't have to be hard on you. The point, The point of having kids and having them be productive 
well-adjusted members of society is that things are easy, is that you make things easier for them than they were for you. You want your kids to have a better life than you had and have it easier than you had, you fucking knuckleheads. Why don't y'all understand that? Oh, well, well, my daddy did it to me and I'm still here. Well, it sounds like you just it sounds like you're just making excuses for trauma and visiting that trauma on other people. You fucking asshole. As as someone who doesn't appear to value um, making impressions, favorable impressions on children, although having multiples of them himself (laughs) and counting, this is not off brand for him. Um, we'll, we'll see how Danny Lay's kids <laughs> right. comes out, assuming that it's his, which we all know it is. The other part of this, I'm run, actually we're not running that long. Uh, we are running a little long. We took some breaks. Um, we good. So, because I want to, I want to get this out. The problem here is that everybody just proceeded quickly to laughing at these children getting clowned on camera by a, by an adult because they tried to quote unquote finesse him and nobody asked why they were in the position that they were in that they felt like they needed to do that and the part that everybody missed is that these kids nowadays feel like they have to do that because they they get it from us. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about anything but the bag. The bag. Get the bag at all costs. Get the bag off these people at all costs. Finesse them. Rob him, sis. All that shit. And then we wonder and then we wonder where they got it from and where they picked it up from and you want to be hard on them? If the kids out here are fucked up, you are fucking them up. Yeah. If the kid, why is the kid out here whiling? Because you fucked up the job of raising them. Raise your fucking kids, and you won't have this problem. Be going, son. Mm. Parents, mm. kids are very. Kids are like. I don't want to say they're like toys, but the, but they're they're very e- but they are very easy to break, and not always easy to fix. Correct. They can be fragile. They may appear indestructible at times. And yes, these kids were intentional, but being intentional about a thing does not does not eliminate the root cause of the thing that told you that this was okay to do. And we tell these kids that it's okay every day. Half you niggas are getting picked up for PPP loans as you're listening to this. Also, I mean, maybe they would just charge a movie theater prices for the candy. That, I'm just saying. It's just like five dollars a piece. Since you know, since you motherfuckers is that worried about the baby's two hundred dollars, and then you dumb motherfuckers talking. Oh well, then you give them the money. I probably would. Well, someone did. Soldier Boy did. Of all people. Of all people. I have said a lot of horrible things about Soldier Boy, but I salute him in this moment. Good for him. You. <laughs> well, I just saw that coming. He, Soldier Boy gets it, and what kills me about y'all, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna wrap this up. What kills me about y'all is that y'all have clemency, and y'all pick and choose y'all's heroes at the weirdest times. Yes, everybody understood when Cardi B 
admitted that in the day, back in the day that she drugged and robbed niggas. Everybody understood, rightfully so, that even though drugging and ste- and stealing from people is wrong, mm-hmm. they understand that sh- that she was at a position where she was doing what she had to do with the environment that she was given at yep. the time to survive. Nobody's saying it's okay, but sometimes shit is what it is, and you're doing what you have to do. None of that understanding and clemency came to these children. Everybody was immediately fuck these kids. They need to learn. Yep. Why the fuck? Why the fuck does Cardi B get more understanding than children? That right there is exactly what the fuck is wrong with y'all. Because because rich makes right to you numb skulls the fuck is wrong with y'all man y'all make me sick y'all been I, this has been a disappointing month for you motherfuckers y'all are so disappointed y'all don't give a fuck y'all don't even give a y'all don't give a fuck about y'all don't give a fuck about mental health now y'all don't give a fuck about children be ashamed be very very ashamed that's the name of this podcast be very ashamed all right we can get away with that one. So the baby, look after your illegitimate, your illegitimate uh, Dominican child. Focus on that. Teach that kid a lesson. If you really think about it, those kids really could have sized his little ass up. <laughs> <laughs> they could have squared up on his ass. They should have. And shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Let me hit him with another Shut one, actually. And shame on all of you. Shame on all of you for the way you treated for the way you've treated these children. These children on on, on up to Shakari to Shakari Richardson. She's what 19, 20? Shakari? Yeah, twenty one. Okay, that's still young to be getting. The, that's still young to be getting the bullshit she got from y'all. Fuck y'all. I'll be ashamed of yourselves. Most y'all was smoking weed while y'all were judging her. Woo! Don't want to hear that one. Mm. Y'all failing drug tests as we speak. What's popping? Man, then we popping. Shit, y'all y'all looking for somebody from for some clean piss to hide in your to hide in your jeans right now. Holler, I got it for the low. <laughs> D Randall, have we have we done a podcast? I'm trying to. Can we can we put? Can we put piss on like the, the merch no, site? No, okay. no. Then yes, we've done a podcast. <laughs> yes. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> um, oh man. Um family, community, whatever we call it. We we have to call y'all something. We're gonna figure that out by the fiftieth. By the one fiftieth, you've been calling them Team Oz. We've been calling them Team Oz, but that 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 almost doesn't sum it up anymore. Maybe we can keep calling them Team Oz. I don't know. Um, thank y'all. Depends on how problematic we get. It's true. It's true. Uh, thank y'all so much for sticking with us. Uh, another one in the books. Um, let's see. We're doing okay. We're doing next week's episode. Yes, and then Randall will be on vacation. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're just we'll see y'all next week and then until further notice. Um, church announcements, D. Randall. I'll tell you offline, but um, possible good news. Okay. And get your merch. 
Yep. Get your merch. Opinionswhileblack.com. We have leg day shirts. A lot of you niggas is getting back in the gym. Yeah, man. Get your leg day shirt. Summer ain't over yet. And some, some, some of y'all doing pull-ups only. <laughs> <laughs> y'all doing jail dips only. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna look hella uneven. <laughs> y'all gonna be looking like Brock Sampson. Niggas look like bobbleheads, man. <laughs> Looks like you ain't hulked out all the way. Oh, man. Them gamma rays only hit your upper body. <laughs> oh, man. Hook up top, Bruce Banner on the bottom. Hell, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad y'all have enjoyed our summer line of shirts, man. <laughs> uh, I might drop one or two more for you. Um, we'll let you know as soon as that arises. Oh, God bless y'all, man. This is the best. This is the best job in the world, podcasting. I just tell you, it really is. I wouldn't trade it for shit. Um, there's better. There's more stuff coming. Not even for a night with Jordan Woods. Uh, well, depending on how the night goes, uh, there might be some good podcasting to come out of that. Just <laughs> saying. Um, so thank you guys so much. We love you. We'll we're gonna be here. Uh, so be safe out there. Don't get shot. Keep wearing masks where you can. Um, wash your mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, please, for the love of God, wash your mask. Um, and just be safe, be aware, be kind to yourselves, be kind to each other. We need each other right now. Um, this has been episode 147 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. <laughs> I'm D. Randall for as long as I can be. <laughs> and as always, forever imparting titties. This is what happens when your wife is out of town. Yes. <laughs> this is this is what happens when he's unsupervised. Whole chest. <laughs> Bye, niggas.